the What Are You Doing movie archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is Pixar's The Incredibles. Go ahead and pop in your DVD or Blu-ray, press play, press pause when the Pixar logo kills that eye and then fades to black. And the first frame you perceive of dead eye blackness. You press pause, and in a second I'll say 3, 2, 1, and pause, at which point I'll press play, you'll press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It will be like any other commentary, except, of course, this time, with four friends in your head, and those friends this week are myself, as always, Teague Christie, my friend Brian William Fenifter, Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. And in the in, the, in that corner, with the with the, with the the short shorts, Trey the Amazing Stokes. Hey, thank and you. And in that corner. In the other corner. Welcome Hi. to, uh, oh, this is our first recording of, of year three, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. This movie is uh, one of my favorite Pixar movies. Obviously, uh, everyone here should know Monsters, Inc. is far and away my favorite for reasons that be, uh, are, are not beyond understanding, but are beyond most logic. Like, clearly there's some there's a few amazing, amazing, amazing Pixar movies, and Monsters, Inc. isn't usually counted among them. Incredibles is probably the one that I think is the most obvious front runner in terms of, holy shit, that movie. Uh, it's just... Everything is firing on all cylinders, and it's just—it's really cool. Uh, this was the first one they did that had all human leads, if I recall yeah. correctly. Like they had for a while there, it was that you know the first Toy Story was holy shit we made a CG movie. Bugs Life was instancing. <laughs> uh, whatever came after that what was that maybe Toy By Story two. Was it? I think it was Toy Stories two, wasn't it? That came after that. So. And then maybe you know that was Nemo. just thinking better. And then Finding Nemo was water, and Monsters Inc was fur, and so on and so forth. And this was the one where they're like. We got it. We can do humans. Whatever you want. Uh, and it's just outstanding. It's amazing. I love Brad Bird. Uh, I actually like this movie much better than I like uh, Iron Giant, which doesn't make me cool. But it doesn't make me uncool. <laughs> no, it makes you totally uncool. Yeah. It's but, okay to like both. But uh, I, I, I look forward to this. And I'm glad j- someone finally put Jason Lee in a movie. His voice is made for this. His face? He has, he has a great face for radio. Yeah. Anyway, without a beard, it, it doesn't work at all. Anyway, Brian, how do you feel about The Incredibles? I love The Incredibles. I think uh, th- for personal favorites, it's tied between this and Wally. I do love Wally for purely. Because uh, <laughs> it's got spaceships in it. Because it's got spaceships in space. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. But uh, objective, from an objective, like film criticism standpoint, I think this is uh, by far and away Pixar's strongest. Um, like thematically and just uh, character wise and. Just in terms of a full uh, character arc and story arc of a movie, I think this is far and away uh, Pixar's best work. And uh, yeah, Dorkman. Um, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm with you. As as listeners will know, I'm I'm with you on Monsters Inc. being my my <laughs> number one favorite. Uh, Incredibles is probably at this point it's tied for number two with Toy Story three. <laughs> oh okay. yeah, Toy um, Story three. Recency. Stuff. But uh, I haven't decided which one which one wins because Toy Story three is so recent. So I'm like, maybe that's it's just the it's, it's still the honeymoon on Toy Story exactly. three. Exactly. But um, uh, yeah, this this movie is great. I I totally agree with Brian. It's like the, it it nails the storytelling at at kind of every stage, and uh, you know, it's well, we'll get into it. I don't I don't know what else there is to say <laughs> other than to you like blow it. My you like it. It's amazing yeah. and it's awesome. Yeah. It's amazing and awesome and. Good and great. Yeah, this is going to be one of those kind of things. Where is this in your list of Pixar? Uh, number one, without any qualifications whatsoever. Wow. Um, it's it's far and away my, my favorite. And far and away, you know, no, of course, we are talking about the Pixar scale, where everything is between 9 and 10 anyway. <laughs> so it's far and away well, like my favorite. 5 Yeah, it's far and away my favorite by a degree of like .05. Over um, without any qualification, exactly. You know, well, I'm just I'm just saying that like far and away, you know, on the Pixar scale is like my least favorite one is Cars, which I merely like a lot, you know. Um, so this is the movie that, and it's 
it's it's because of all the things you said. Obviously, it's it's well made and all that. But what Pixar movie isn't? Um, I think a lot of what ultimately determines your favorite favorite Pixar movie has a lot to do with you know when you encountered it and what the subject matter might be about and if it's something you respond to. I mean, Monsters Inc. weren't you guys all about eight when you saw the movie? And doesn't, doesn't that have a sort of a resonance? I just thought to Boo it? was cute when she said "kitty." Exactly, yeah. and she Boo is. Makes me cry. Um, the Incredibles. The Incredibles for me. Um, is my favorite because it the subject matter itself and the style of it is very much speaks to me because of course you know Pixar wasn't a company that made movies when I was a kid Pixar the first time I ever heard of them they were a rival CG company against the one that I worked for at the time so I was like ah Pixar eh, let's see what they've got um, so should have been called Fuxar yeah so there's no there's no Pixar movie that I experienced as a child I've experienced them all as an adult so they're all great but uh, The Incredibles um, and we'll get into it but The Incredibles has totally stolen the style of what I was a fan of when I was eight years old which is the early James Bond and the and in the like Flint and the in like Flint movies which clearly they have uh, watched a lot of Brad Bird if uh, Brad Bird clearly knows uh, the in like Flint movies um, and and also because it, it's it deals it's the most adult subject matter of any it's a movie about grown-ups you know it's it which it's a movie about your midlife crisis basically yeah. well it's a it's a movie that you know one of the, the event that really kicks off the the rest of the events of the movie is an attempted suicide yeah and it's and <laughs> it's and it's just about it's it, it deals with kids and kids issues but it deals with the family issues and it deals with you know a mom worried that her butt's getting big i mean it's like what other pixar movie deals with that so it's the most grown-up pixar movie um and it's it's just on top of that, it's a freaking Pixar movie that's just fantastically made and just epic in scale in a way that no other one that they've done is. And it's just – so for me, it is it is my fave, no doubt about it. So if you're at the point where the Pixar logo has faded to black, as I am here, get your finger on the button for the play thing that happens when I say three, two, one, unpause. Now, do you prefer your Pixar with a little miscarriage or a little suicide? What do you like? <laughs> <laughs> Which is the miscarriage one? Up. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Oh, true. true enough, yeah. Well, this is cool because the uh, the footage is all grainy and our computer is skitzing out. Oh, oh dear. Perfect. Our computer is skitzing out a lot. We should probably... Yeah. Well, keep, no, 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 you got to keep the fine. mouse on the screen. Otherwise, it'll it'll try and update the other stuff. This so. was such a cool gimmick. I loved this a lot. Well, the thing that it really didn't really strike me on first viewing is this is a period piece, this movie. Um, this movie basically takes place in the late 60s, early 70s. I mean, this is this is like 50s era, early 60s is the, the heyday of the Supers. The movie itself is, is at most the 70s. Um, because everyone lives in a very 60s house. There's, there's the most advanced thing you see is that uh, they actually have an answering machine. The, the, wow. the Incredibles have an answering machine, but that's the most advanced piece of technology they own. Um, no one has a no one has a home computer except for the you know supervillain. No one has a cell phone, um, and and everything the style of everything is is 60s slash 70s. So so it's actually a, it's a period piece. It doesn't it doesn't make a big deal of it. But it's it's not a modern story. The the music the music indicates that though, like you were saying, it's very it's very James Bond. I I think that's that's one of the interesting things about the music. And we were we were talking about uh, uh, Giacchino before we started. I think it's Giacchino. I think it's Giacchino. I th- I, I looked it up yesterday. I think it's I Carla think... Gugino. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Giacchino because it's spelled Giacchino. But <laughs> um, Italian names. But um, you know, it's it's a kind of it's a kind of movie the here here it is uh, and it's like this is this is james bond music and it's like that's not it's not superhero music it's yeah. james bondy music but it fits so well it's like this is this is superhero music now because they, they did it with the incredible it's uh wikipedia says giacchino is how it's pronounced really yep. yeah all right 
I which I'm, like. co- I'm 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 training that into Giacchino instead of Giacchino. Giacchino. Yeah. I, I can't pull that off. Yeah, it's interesting how I, it, this movie is able to actually blend uh, several different genres into each other. It's it's a very seamless blending of genres that aren't that don't ever really go together. It's the superhero and the James Bond uh, right. aspects, along with this kind of it's not I don't want to say Disney mentality to it because that's obvious, but there's Something in the aesthetic that's very like theme parky mm-hmm. in a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Theme parky, yeah. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, all right then. It's a ride, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a ride. ride this, this film takes you on a ride. It's interesting that there hasn't really been any kind of Incredibles, you know, thing at uh, at a Disney park. It's or true. Anything. You could do a badass. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, you've got the little people mover type thing that happens when he's on the island. Yeah, yeah that's you could have the kids about. outrun the the blades. You know what? You know what? I, I, yeah. Now, now that now that you mentioned that, it feels like a it it feels like a movie that's designed in like the the Tomorrowland kind exactly. of aesthetic. Yeah. You know, exactly. Yeah, all that's of their, all like their the Tomorrowland technology. concept yeah. art. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is so, Tomorrowland, but based from the '60s. Like, what's the future going yeah, to look exactly. like? Right. Like exactly. the murals that are painted at Tomorrowland. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which is especially a, when they're walking through at, uh, the base at the end, and you've got the rockets on on either side. Oh it, yeah, it yeah, has yeah. that. It definitely has that very that very feel, the, which the goes very, back into the, like the retro '60s yeah, feel. Yeah, like, it's this is the future that the '60s thought. Yeah, they were going this to is have. what yeah. the '60s thought the '90s would be like. Yeah, and frankly, I'm happy with our future. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. <laughs> but I really like our future. We won some, we lost some. You realize this morning you read a funny article made out of words printed in light. <laughs> I mean, goddamn! On a portable thing, well, a portable thing that accesses all human knowledge. Well, Mike did. I didn't get my iPad. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have a shitty old magical object. I, I, I just have a bright computer, uh, bright glowing screen on my desk, and I can't move it, yeah. and I can't take it with me. I have a telephone that I carry with me that doesn't even have a wire attached to it, so I can call people. It's still pretty awesome to me. This movie was two thousand and four. Yes, this came after Cars, right? Uh, no, before no, Cars. No, before after cars. Nemo, before Cars. Yeah. Hmm. Cars is when they said, "Look, we can do light and reflections." That was the big thing for yeah. that one. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna date this by saying Cars Two is gonna suck, but mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see it coming. Then again, there's the Pixar. We talked about the trailers, right? And, I think and, we and have, at least yeah. one of our Pixar commentaries. How, for some reason, whenever I think it was Darkman's thing, and I said it, I agreed with it, and I still do. Whenever I see a trailer for a Pixar movie, I'm like, I don't see how that's gonna fucking work. And then it's amazing. So fuck us. Although, although <laughs> yeah. I will say that the, uh, the although I did like the Wally trailer. I like the Wally. Well, that that's. When I watched the Wally trailer, I'm like, I really like that trailer. Now Fuck. I'm scared. Fuck. <laughs> but but although I did like the I did like the teaser to The Incredibles where he was trying to put on his belt. Yeah, where he's trying yeah, to yeah, suit yeah. up. Oh, it it, it yeah. totally gave you the idea. It really did give you the idea what the movie was going yeah, to be. You yeah. really got the movie from from that, so that worked. So so here here right here is an example of That's something a pretty which, picture. You know, a lot of Pixar movies, it's like if they kiss, it's like a huge moment. This is like this is like, this is some actual like grown up sort of sexy talk going on there. Oh, and yeah. Seduction. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute, this who made this movie? Is this really a Pixar movie? Is this one of the where the kids are like scrunching in the sheets, going, oh, it's going to be a kissing movie? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so no, no, we're going to kill lots of people and blow stuff up. That that'll happen too. It needs Peter Falk. <laughs> cool, cool. I the, like. Yeah, the, the ice work is nice there. I like ice. I like ice. So there's a okay. Here we go. Here's Mr. Sansweet, which which actually is a is an homage to Steve Sansweet of Lucasfilm. Nice. Aww. Is it supposed to be symbolic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what that's supposed to mean, but I have no idea. It's just they put Sansweet jumping off a building. Yeah, uh, Steve. I, it could have been Rick McCallum, Mr. Sansweet, Mr. McCallum, Mr. McCallum. What struck me when I was watching this the other day was the sheer number of 
things superhero worthy things that are happening in this city in like a three hour right. time period. But that's so there's, that's so Spider Man. Yeah. That's so all it is. Well, there's so there's so many superheroes. It's, it's yeah. actually <laughs> more realistic than than uh than what you see in a lot of more traditional superhero things because it's like oh we there's the one thing to to deal with at a time and then as soon as you wrap up those bad guys yeah. and you wrap up these yeah, bad guys but in a real city you know ten thousand different things are going on in any given moment. Now can we uh, we're gonna throughout the movie probably keep coming back to this in little bits and pieces that seem similar but I want to start this early. Uh, the Incredibles is Pixar's Watchmen Go. It is. Uh, yeah, yes. much so. Yeah. That's that was the first thing I noticed when I watched Watchmen. I was like, I like this because I like the Incredibles. Shit. The realistic <laughs> portrayal of aging superheroes. Yeah. It, oh, that's a great yeah. idea. This it's, is let's put actual human beings into this fantastic what is normally a very childlike uh, uh medium. And if we put actually three-dimensional human beings into that same situation, yeah. how it's does like, that work? If so, Although these, these people all do actually have powers, as opposed to Watchmen, where the conceit is only one of them has powers and it fucks it up for everyone else. And an, and an all-right penis. He has an all-right penis. <laughs> yeah, you really need to let that go, because <laughs> you're not 12 anymore. I saw the penis. Yeah, you're not 12 it, anymore. That's a, that's Just write picture. it down. There was a penis in a movie. Yeah, you've got one yourself. You can look at it all you want. <laughs> So um, Buddy is uh, Buddy's actually quite the he is quite a super genius. He invented flying boots. I yeah. mean that's that's not trivial. <laughs> that's He's actually, burning Mr. Incredible's face. It's kind off. of impressive. And so the the I think the you know the, the issue is that Mr. Incredible actually is making a mistake here. And he's, yeah. he's yeah. sort of he is sort of He's instead of instead of dismissing him, he should kind of go. Well, let's talk about this things you have, and yeah. you, know, this, you know, let's let's nurture this instead of obviously, you know, he creates a supervillain yeah. by his by well, his attitude the, here. That's the whole his whole character arc and the deeper theme of this movie is him being unable to accept help from anybody else. Yeah, and you know, in the beginning, Buddy is offering to help him, and he's saying, "No, I work alone. Don't help me." And then later on, it's more about family issues of Elastigirl and the family going. Hey, we're a family. Let's help you. And he goes, no. Uh, and then his character arc eventually is to accept help. But it's his refusal of that help that then makes Buddy who he is. What would you do if I sang out a tune? Hmm. Like that? Uh, all right. A little no. help from my friends. That's yeah. what he was going for there. You're the, you're the one that likes the Beatles. I love the Beatles. You didn't see what I was doing. I didn't saw what you were doing. I love that. You're not affiliated with me. <laughs> yeah, that's one of, probably my favorite line in this yeah, movie. Yeah, it is. It's great. The, uh, the again, the idea of you know he's 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 not just a uh, he's not just a superhero. He's kind of a brand. He's yeah. also that. You know, it's like no, I can't uh, intellectual property. Yeah, there's a little bit of mystery men here as well. Yeah, there's uh, definitely. I was thinking, what's the Captain Fantastic or yeah. whatever from uh, Mystery Men? I think it's Captain Amazing. Captain yeah, Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Captain Amazing. I love that he's like, oh, take the mask off. Like, yeah, walking into a room where everyone yeah. knows. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> everyone. I mean, she knows, obviously. Right. Well, but the whole thing. But, but everyone, everyone there is a super in costume. Um, in fact, one of the little in jokes is pretty much uh, the entire bride's side is everyone who wore a cape and died because of it. That's that's ah, <laughs> his whole really. Of, yeah, if you look never, at him real quick, it's all the it's all the cape wearers who died. I never picked up on that. That's interesting. I wonder what they're trying to say with that. I guess that she she knows a lot of uh, clumsy people. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's just, you know, the, the distribution and it all being her friends. Yeah. Maybe it was her idea. Maybe she's the mastermind. Maybe that's Incredibles, too. Yeah, exactly. That'll, that'll <laughs> yes. come back. Yeah, she was the one to convince them. See, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's almost right. all the characters who, who wore capes and died. Huh. Like Dinah Girl and uh, all those guys. Mega Man, whoever they were. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be pretty hard to tie a bow tie in CG. 
There we go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but but it's it's like you're talking about. I mean, this is accessible to kids, but then it's like, oh wait, there was an attempted suicide, and now there's a lawsuit, a lawsuit and there's and- congressional hearings, and it's like, see, this is this. This is the version of, of a thing as opposed to like the Star Wars prequels where it's like you can introduce politics and still actually make it work for right. kids if that's what you're going to claim to be doing. Here's a way that we're going to take uh, a medium that is usually black and white in its morality and we're going to introduce some real world gray shades yeah. of gray and do it well, whereas in the prequels it's not done well at all. Yeah. There's another theme that's uh, coming up with the kids that we'll touch on, which also is like when it was really what put this movie over the top for me was like how shocking it's touching on it here, but it touches on it more when, when uh, we go to dash shortly. But um, it's, there's, there's some, there's a really subversive theme going on in this movie, which is one of the reasons I really love it. It's like, wow, what are they really trying to say with this movie? But, but we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. Oh, now I'm excited. Yeah. We'll get <laughs> nice. there in a second. But uh, I believe we're first, we're going to go to the, uh, the insurance company, aren't we? Isn't that yes. where we're going yeah. next? Mm. This movie had a I, mm, the score for this movie. Yeah, this, oh my yeah. god, it's, it's really quite something. Now, let's, now what's funny about uh, Giacchino is my favorite modern composer, far and away. Uh, I, I have such a massive boner for for that guy and his and his body of work. If you don't know, he's also Lost and Alias and Star Trek. Uh, and and ha- if a ride has a soundtrack nowadays, <laughs> yeah, that's probably he, he well, yeah. And the thing that I love about this is that no one, no one will ever put this together unless they actively research it. So I'm going to tell you, you take the incredible score. You add the Star Trek score, and you get the score for Space Mountain, which he also did. Go onto YouTube and find the Space Mountain music. It is awesome. It is the coolest little two-minute track. It's like, it sounds exactly like Star Trek plus Incredibles with a little... And it's just fucking, yay, woo, it's fast and cool. Anyway, I love that song. It's incredible. It's incredible. Just got to take a moment. We, we haven't mentioned her yet, but just I'm going to take a moment for Holly Hunter appreciation. Mm, Holly Hunter. I she, think you're the devil. She's awesome. So something I noticed the other day that I hadn't noticed before, that's the same woman whose cat he saves in the, earlier no, on. No, it's not. It's not? Okay. No. No, the, the, the oh, well, is, it might be. She, she'd have to be 15 years older, but I don't think it is. That was more of a British character. Maybe. But that'd be interesting if that yeah, were. Yeah, would be interesting. Um, that's a... Uh, the the thing about this movie uh, is it. aside from the right. aside from the um, I think it is aside from the main characters they basically had like the stock male and the stock female character and they yeah. would just kind of push and pull them to create all the all the different people you know like in that in that shot of people walking down the sidewalk right. that was all basically yeah. the same the model same characters with just a couple little model tweaks Wallace Shawn Wallace Shawn yeah, this is here's I think this is a great example of proper voice casting because of course oh, yeah. this character doesn't look anything like Wallace Shawn looks but my god is there a better works. match for a voice and a character in cartoon history I don't think so he played the same character in a goofy movie only he was a principal instead of the guy's boss but he was the little short really hyper angry guy and uh, apparently that suits him mm-hmm. I'll, I'll bet you Wallace Shawn is like the most laid back and quiet guy you'll ever <laughs> yeah, meet he is he's a little creepy in person yeah. have you met Wallace Shawn yeah he's in My Favorite Martian yeah, uh, yeah. He, he he had a way of walking into the room, and he would just kind of slide through, and he just sort of look at you, and just kind of have a little smile, and kind of <laughs> just nod at you. He wouldn't say anything. He just kind of like, 
Hmm. He's kind of pedophile. Yeah, he had that kind of oh, he had that kind of no. want to give you a ride home look. But uh, <laughs> but I think that's just his way of doing things. I don't think there was any actual. Threat I'm sure implied. you didn't do it because I know your rules about this kind of thing. But did you notice anyone else walk up to him and go, "Dude, I love the Princess Bride"? Oh sure, yeah, oh, it would happen. And he was you know he was fine. He was gracious about it. I love this character guy. Now yeah, he's they, a little too weird looking. I think not. Yeah, there's a little eyeball. He's a great little character. But he's an awesome character. Like everyone else in the movie is, they sort of follow the same sort of design, like you were saying. And this guy's a little too Hey Arnold. But <laughs> but I love his character. Well, um, uh, Syndrome's assistant, whose name I can't, Elizabeth Pena is the voice. Oh, uh, she's, she, mm. she's not human by any means at all either. But uh, Not complaining. She, she works. They, they very much have the Stewie head going on. Yeah. It's like, that doesn't actually work in three dimensions. One maybe, of the, one of the things maybe that maybe he was in a car accident. One of the things that definitely works in terms <laughs> of uh, the the animation with all the characters and and what what makes uh, digital characters work in general is what's going on with their eyes. Um, if you watch the performances, like when when she came in and Dash is sitting in the chair, he's he looks back at her and then he he looks down, but his eyes are kind of flick around, like uh, you know you can see him thinking yeah. in there. It's you like know? little Tom Hanks. Yeah, and it, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, that's kind of the secret to it. You know, their eyes don't just kind of stare off in one area. They kind of drift a little bit because that's what people's eyes do. You right. know, they, that's really even when the, the center of a person's emotions and performance yeah. and behavior is centered in the eyes. Yeah. Even when they're looking, you know, like she's doing right now, driving, even when you're looking straight ahead, your eyes are kind of flicking back and forth and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, you'll focus on things with your right eye and then with your left eye and stuff like that. So there's always something going on. I saw an interesting article this week that I had never seen before. It makes sense. I just had never seen it. And it's about uh, Muppets, not, not CG guys, but Muppets. Uh, and it had to do with the eyes and how that would be the last thing they would add on. And they always went to have uh, like a perfect triangle between the eyes and the nose. Mm. And the pupils for, you know, I mean, on a Muppet, all you have is pupils. Uh, aren't straight out. They're actually kind of cross-eyed, and yeah. it gives it the impression of focus. Yeah. And it gives it an extra 50% of what wouldn't have been there had they just been a little a little different. Yeah. Aside, uh, from, aside from the googly-eyed ones like Cookie Monster. Monster. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but he's clearly cracked out. Yeah, so, yeah clearly. Yeah. So, no. one, uh, one acting advice tip or, he's, or photography. He's the Cookie Monster. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, is if, you, if you're How have I your... never heard that joke before? <laughs> the Cookie Monster. <laughs> I never because thought of that. That's the first time I said it. That's right. <laughs> it's the first time anybody's ever yeah. said it. Go Brian. Go uh, if you're if you're being photographed or if you're on if you're being uh, filmed but you're not actually actively doing anything to avoid a kind of blank stare that makes you look like an idiot, do something with your brain. It doesn't even really matter what it is. You could just you could literally count the number of lights, you know, that are strung up here. It doesn't matter, but the fact we we as human beings can read automatically whether or not somebody is actively thinking about something, or just just, just by watching uh, your eyes. So if you just like make your grocery list, if nothing you have nothing yeah. else to do, just yeah. like literally, literally oh, just, I need some cheese. It can be as simple as just a one, two, three, four lights, five lights, and that's that's <laughs> enough to to make <laughs> the difference. Can we uh, add something to IMDb here? I want to say that this movie is actually all in that kid's head. Okay, we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a fight club thing here. Uh, uh, but all of this is just his willpower because his home life sucks. Add it to IMDb. In fact, that little CG character goes home and his CG dad beats the CG shit out of him. <laughs> and this is all in his head. So this like is a little this CG is, Brazil. It's Pan's Labyrinth here. Oh, so okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's a better example. So, well, they, the, the, it, they touch on it again here a little bit, but it was really more summed up in the uh, conversation between Mom and Dash in the car there. But this, that, that's, that scene when I first saw this movie, I was like, wow, are they saying what I think they're saying? And maybe I'm misinterpreting what they're saying, but this, this movie is sort of taking the piss out of the whole everyone's special right. bullshit. Yeah. 
You know, it's like, no, people, special is not a universal concept. There are you know? actually people who are special. There are people who are special. And, and the idea of, and not, not in the special way that, you know, in, yeah. the, in the ironic there are way. Those too. Says, there are those as well. Uh, but this, this movie really seems to be saying this, the whole concept of, no, you're good just for being you. And this, the whole thing that gave us the freaking millennial generation who think they're worth something because they showed up, you know, is like, this movie is actually, against that theory it's like you know not no not everyone's a winner the world is actually based on merit and the ability to actually do things well to an extent that's that's uh, where um syndrome is coming from i mean he exactly his, he t- his, when he, he, he lays out the plot it. he says when everyone's special no one will be yeah and that's you know that's when i said my god i can't believe a disney movie is going there yeah. it's just taking this whole like free to be me and you bullshit we've been living with for 20 years and going i don't think so well the, the <laughs> to, to coin this, a phrase the it's uh, I love this movie, but I feel like there are some pretty strong anti-progressive uh, yeah. themes going I mean, on here. Well, it's, it, you know, a Syndrome's whole thing is to make everybody special so nobody be, right by literally bringing superpowers to right. the entire population. That sounds pretty progressive. No, right. well, yeah, well, but he's the villain. Yeah. So. So it's anti-progressive. So Steve Jobs, by, but he's still giving us all superpowers. It's it's by by casting that attitude as the villain that's being right. anti-progressive. Yeah, but, well, well, but that's but, again, that's that that falls into the category of the villain's plan has to make sense. Right. His, his plan makes total sense, and it, really, that's not his plan. He's not doing it. He's not doing it to better mankind. He's doing it. Until he doesn't need the powers anymore, and then he's going to do it to be super rich and retire. That's true. That's so it's, true. it's not. He's not a noble goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but he, he's true. actually. It's it's a it's revenge. He's doing it yeah. for revenge. He's like he's going to make a lot of money. He's, for He's vengeance, still yeah. mad at the at the troops, people who have real superpowers. So he's I'm going to make everyone a superpower, and then you guys will mean nothing. So, but it's still yeah. the idea of making the un the unspecial quote unquote special. The, it's the, still casting that whole idea into a negative light, which, which is and good, good. <laughs> Get rid of that idea. There is a, there is an element of, um, but but there is also an element where it's like this. This movie does at the same time, kind of you know, with with real superheroes, it's like oh they they are just special just for showing up, and if you try really hard and you you know you're you're smart and you build stuff and you you're inventive and you can. Make yourself like them. You you're still not as good as them. Yeah, the way they the were thing. born. And, and you know? a progressive a progressive attitude is if you work hard, you can attain that status. And um, I guess aristocratic or monarchical thing is no, you're born into it. Or classist, uh, if you're born into it and you are what you are, and there's no way to ever change. And that's not reality. You can yeah. change through hard work and, and determination. Brian hates the UK. <laughs> I, well, I think the I, I think. The, the problem is that syndrome is is his personality is twisted. You know, it's that, become he, that he, he had a fucked yeah. up childhood. You know, he, he he could have just as easily been a wealthy philanthropist who was doing things for the betterment of mankind. That's true. But if, he's doing he's doing everything for the betterment of himself. Yeah. Right. If is, if uh, if if Mister Incredible had that, been more in, more supportive, yeah, then he, he could have he could have. Yeah. And that's and again that's back. But to that's the, a distinction the story. thematically that isn't made in the movie. I think it is. I think it's clearly, you know, he's twisted. He has an amazing gifts and amazing technology and they and they say that. They reference that. They say, you know, you have these great things that you can do and he's like, "Yeah, but screw you people. You know, it's all about me now." And uh, he learned to, uh, you know, he, he applied his, he blied his, when he, that's, that's his monologue, where he says, you know, when you rejected me, that's when I decided like, "Well, screw it. I'm not going to be a good guy. I'm going to be a bad guy." So it's you know it's it's the the difference is only what he chose to do with his with his power. There are two responses in the chat room that I want to read to Brian. One, uh, Ryan Weaver says, uh, "Yeah, Brian, just go ahead and try to learn to slam dunk like Michael Jordan. We'll wait." 
And secondly, uh, Mambo it says... Would, hang, on, hang on. It would take me 10,000 hours to do it, at the very least, but... And different lineage. Plus, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and Mambo, yeah, Mambo says, so how would Batman fall into ideology? Because yeah, he was, worked until he became a superhero. Sy- syndrome is Batman who became a villain instead yeah. of a good guy. If, if Batman had, had decided to use it for, you know, his own... Goals. I'm so so glad that Samuel L. Jackson's voice is in one of these. Because yeah. if Samuel L. Jackson got hit by a bus tomorrow and we hadn't put him in an animated movie, we have failed well, as a society. Several, but this is definitely his best. What other yeah. animated movie voices has he done? I, I can think of a bunch of Will uh, Smith roles. Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a cartoon well played. Well done. Anyway, I just love him. This, and it's always uh, – I was really excited when uh, Owen Wilson – got one of them too because there's some actors who just for some reason there's so much character to their voice that it feels like it belongs I, in a cartoon I will say that Cars is my favorite Owen Wilson movie hands down there's yeah, no yeah, doubt yeah. about it you know and George Carlin was in that one too and I was like no, yeah that's a that was choice. that was thank god there was a there's a thank god you know <laughs> there we go we got George Carlin into it into, into a movie now I wouldn't have guessed Tim Allen but Tim Allen owns Tim Buzz Allen's fantastic oh yeah Anyway, and well, this brings up again. This brings up the one of the great things that Pixar does. We've said it in other Pixar movies, but might as well I reiterate it because hey, we got time to kill. Um, there's nothing going on screen other than a building's collapsing on fire. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the idea that Pixar is Pixar is amazing in the way they cast people who you wouldn't think. You know, you don't think of them as movie stars quite often. Like, you know, again, this movie is like, well, Holly Hunter, she's still kind of around, but uh, Craig T. Nelson hasn't been on TV for 10 years at this yeah. point. And, uh, you know, and, and you know, Sarah Vowell has never done anything other than be on NPR. So, and they said, she's got a good character voice. Maybe we'd have her come in. But, uh, who did she do? She's the daughter. She's Vi. Oh. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's. I love their casting. Yeah, and 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 I my my it's a great diehard with I'm vengeance reference. Thirsty. Look, it's a Pixar movie, and he's got a <laughs> yeah, gun is, trained on him. This is a this is a diehard with a vengeance thing where he's like answering the telephone. Like, I'm just answering the phone. Mm-hmm. phone. I'm just gonna answer the phone. So they did it, and I also like the fact that they this didn't. Is so cool. They didn't do. Uh, they did a very quick little, as you know, with the whole idea of how uh, how uh, Frozone works. Right. But you know the idea of. But they're arguing about it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. The idea that uh, you know yeah when there's he gets water from the air, but if there's no water in the air, he has no powers. There's a lot of great- water in the air. Operation. There is no water in the air. Okay. So uh, the I love how they had his eyes moving in the block of ice. So they're like, we didn't kill him. Yeah, it's like he's, he's fine. Not, he's not he's okay. dead. Exactly. He's cryostasis. There's so. no one. No one visibly dies here. Although Carbonite, there's a lot of know. suggested dying when. Well, there's uh, the spinny thing. The bad guys explode, and, and it's yeah. like, well, you can kind of oh, assume yeah. they died. Yeah. Uh, there's a a lot of greats. Uh, you always, ideally, whenever you're writing a scene or accomplishing anything, a scene should accomplish at least two things at once to make sure it's interesting and not. Dull and stolid, hmm. and there's a lot of great examples. Apply in this. that to porn. Okay, no, that <laughs> uh, needs to accomplish one thing. Yeah, depending on the. Well, kind of they're porn. they're often doing two things at say, once. I will is. say, they're fixing plumbing <laughs> and fixing the plumbing, yeah. delivering a pizza and boning the mom. Yeah. Anyway, but there's a there's a lot of great examples. I mean, it, it happens all through this movie, but there's a lot of excellent examples of two things are definitely happening at once on two different levels at at least. You know, it'd be interesting to try to rig uh, Incredigirl, or Miss, whatever her name is. What is it? Incredigirl? Elastigirl. Elastigirl. Because she has to rain. You can. It's very easy to stretch a rig, but it's not really easy to stretch a rig and have it look right. Yeah. And th- she sort of still sort of, you can tell where her elbow-ish is and that kind of thing without, it doesn't really displace itself. It's... It's really well done. It's cool. To stretch something and still and, have and Yeah, and like think about things where like she's wrapping her arms around the table and they're kind of bending at the corner of the table, right? That's not a real table. So she the arm wants to go through it. It does not want to bend around the corner of it. So there's some interesting it's just cool. They did a good job with it. Everything is set up in a 
in a good way. I guess they have good riggers at Pixar. They they have yeah they have many talented people at Pixar. <laughs> I'm trying to get them off of the term riggers and onto the term yeah. boners. But so here you get here get here they're underscoring this whole thing about you know you're missing his graduation. He's moving from the fourth grade to the fifth yeah. grade. It's not yeah. graduation. It's not a graduation. <laughs> it's just <laughs> another day. You're right. I had never picked up on that on the on the subtext there, but that's exactly what this movie is saying. It's exactly what this movie is saying, and I I I I, I applaud this movie for for saying you know it's like can't you just sort of accept that there are people who are good at things yeah it's all about finding what you're good at but it's not about like feeling bad because you're not good at everything okay that's better on the same thing i was just talking about with her bending in the chat ryan says they talked about how when she flattens like a pancake in the tunnel towards the end it was the hardest thing ever. yeah i'm sure yeah oh you had a second point for me way back when when i cut you off yeah oh mambo batman fuck batman they 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 also talked about on the um on the thing that that scene that just happened where she's saying this is this is not about you and she gets taller than him. So people yeah. who watch that were like, "That's cheating." Yeah, <laughs> hey. that's the response to the girl at TED with the fake legs. Um, she was like, "You realize I can be five eight or six three whenever right. I want, right?" <laughs> and she, I guess one of her friends, uh, she walked into a party. One of her friends hadn't seen her with those particular legs on, and she's like. That's cheating. Yeah. That's not fair. Not that's, fair. See, that's and that the, was the point. That was the point of her talk. That's like, the new you know robot future that you're going right. to live in. Is is those things are going to become common? Think of me as an amputee, but I can run faster than you, and I can yeah. be as any height yeah. as I want. I'm actually a cyborg, and I can not an amputee. I can kick sharks to death, <laughs> and they can't hurt me. But what what you were saying before about the uh, the it being a a period piece, you know, just look at the computers that they're using. Although, to be fair, if you went to an insurance company now, they'd still, the still be using those computers. Yeah, yeah, right. and, and the phone that he has in his little cubicle. Yeah. There, the phone is as large as a, a yeah. Apple Two C. Yeah. So they did it just barely enough, but yeah, they've yeah. got you know very primitive. You know, like I said, I, I think this movie is is trying to be about 1975. Yeah, you know, it's um, not distracting, but it's certainly there. Because, yeah, the cars they're, they're he's, driving. He's got four clocks stuff. on the wall, but they're all set at the same time. <laughs> well, he has four pencils. Maybe it's just OCD. It's, yeah. all a, it's a four thing. He's him. really clearly OCD, yeah. I'm also talking about uh, character modeling. I mean, Mr. Incredible has three different bodies through the course of this movie. There was yeah. the there was the he had hey, to lose a lot of weight for this there was movie. The, there was the heyday version. Um, there's this version. There's he this, had to do the, the whole Tom Hanks from Castaway. Yeah, thing. yeah, it was really was hard. That's why the movie took longer than normal because he had to lose that weight. But the uh, then there's this version, and then there's the kind of back in shape but still middle aged version that he he ends on, where he, he loses the gut, but he's still not back to his you know his his heyday say, shape. Heyday shape. Heyday shape. As and then of course they have the great joke with with uh, Elastigirl, which is uh, my my probably my favorite visual joke in the movie when she you know checks out her ass and realizes that her ass is bigger than it used to be. This is one of the, my favorite little bits of character animation. This little monologue, this Wallace yeah, Shawn character, thing, what he's just doing beautifully. It's like a little dance he does, and it's just and they beautifully have a really nice close up on the hands. At the yeah, end too. Beautifully animated stuff. And I can never figure out if his. His upper teeth are moving just a little bit, <laughs> which I find disconcerting a little bit, but it works. He has the worst dentures ever. I guess maybe he that's... didn't get good-looking dentures. And, and, his, and his nostrils don't go. Anywhere. I like. That's I like weird. also the 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 fact that you know the, this is lit so much like kind of a real film would be and stuff. So he walks he walks up so close to the camera that they wouldn't have been able to put a light there. So he's kind of dark. I mean, obviously, they also did that on purpose because it's right. like he's in kind of a dark place right then. <laughs> but uh, but I, I like that. It feels very real. He's mostly backlit, and it's just a little bit of, you know, bounce fill. 
Now, once again, here they have to go. Okay, he's not dead. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's gravely injured, but he's not yeah. dead. It's cool that he's not dead. Yeah, see, he's fine. Yeah, see, he's gonna be all right. But hey, a cartoon very rarely does that. A cartoon very rarely says, "Oh, he's no," but he's in a now he's in traction. Se- you know, he's in a pretty serious. It's not yeah. yeah, he's messed up. Yeah. Traction, by the way, when I first found out what traction is, it ruined my week. Yeah, it's not pretty. Oh my god. Like what the actual definition of it is, or no? That visual? That's when you break a bone so bad that it's really close to like cutting open a blood vein. And what they do is they drill into your bone so it doesn't move, and they don't have time for anesthetic. Just stop yeah. moving right now. Oh fuck! Yeah. yeah. Ugh. 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 And then it just hangs there. That's what well. Traction is. Traction is is actually what you see there. That whole idea with the the chains and the suspension. It's it's actually pulling. It's when you have something that's so severely broken that if you let it heal on its own, yep. your leg will be two inches shorter. So traction actually keeps it pulled apart so that it heals oh, okay. back. Okay. <laughs> so that's I mean traction tractor beam. You know, it's the same root. So it's you're actually pulling on the injured part so it doesn't grow back together. His poor CG knees. I used to. Hey, my first real job was, uh, you know, working in uh, prosthetics and orthotics, and I had to, to I had to refurbish awesome things, things like halo braces. And if you want to, if you want to be freaked out, look up a halo brace. Which is that is the what, one that attaches which, to your shoulders? And yeah, it has. Or? It's a it's a big metal ring that uh, keeps you because if your neck is broken yeah. severely, like the guy in Fight Club has one of those. Yeah, exactly. And, Ouch. Uh, they're that quite sucks. fascinating. A magazine that is literally called Glory Days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has on his wall. Well, who- so we just skipped over two of the big uh, thematic dis- discussing scenes in this movie. Uh, the the whole dressing down of of from Wallace Shawn about you know you can't you can't help everybody. You only have to help you know you have to help the company, the shareholders. Right. Who's going to help them? And then uh, well, so to, so to be fair, it's a it, it's also an, a very anti corporate movie. <laughs> it, <laughs> to be well, fair. there's a lot of uh, iPad. He's got an iPad. Uh, oh, well, the, the futuristic, uh, does impossible have... technology scientist guy has an iPad. Yeah. And it doesn't have retina whatever. Yeah. Ret- uh, this this iPad 2, I think, has this uh, laser scanner now, but yeah. uh, not, the, uh, not the original And iPad. R2-D2. Uh, yes. So that he has that conversation, then he has the conversation with the government agent of, you know, well, every time you help somebody, you're actually hurting, quote-unquote, the taxpayers. So it's this whole question of helping the smaller group or helping the larger group rather at the expense of the smaller group. So, and that's thematically that's going back to his family. He's hurting his family in order to ostensibly help this this larger uh, whatever these missions are. He thinks at the end, you know, at the beginning of their missions. So it's a right, but it's, it's very much a it's I guess related or uh, as parallel to the you know everybody's special, nobody's special theme is also this. You know, do you help? Do you worry about just the people in your own tribe versus do you worry and try to help everybody in right. society? And are, well, it, which and, is a very libertarian slash socialistic. Yeah, and his contrast. and of course his question about the question asking him, it's like, are you really trying to help people, or are yeah. you just trying to make yourself feel better? Yeah, you know. Yeah, are you actually trying to help anybody, or are you just trying to help your own self esteem? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And again, that's 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 he and he and syndrome are the yin and yang of that. Yeah, is you know why why are you doing this? Are you doing it? You know, they're both doing it for themselves, really. Yeah. Until um until Mister Incredible learns to do it, you know, for for the for the family or with the family and make it a you know it becomes a family thing, which is you know. The, the second part of the theme coming together, which is like, you know, the family embraces the fact that, no, this is what we freaking do. This is, yeah. this is who we actually are. And we're not going to hide this anymore. Yeah. They're so much alike. If only they'd been friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He could have. The reason they they're not been. is because Syndrome tried to help and he rejected that yep, help. Yep. But that, I, that's the, my favorite relationship in Watchmen is between, <laughs> oh, shit. 
Rorschach and, Rorschach and Night Owl? Uh, no, Comedian is Crying. No, who's the guy? Comedian and Moloch? Oh, his, shit. His I'm villain? drawing a blank. No, the guy, that he comes in and he's all drunk. Yeah. And he, sits on, his, and he sits on his bed. Yes. Moloch. And he's like, oh, yeah. Moloch, the supervillain. Yes. He's like, you know, we're basically the same guy, and we've, we've got no one to talk to but each other, but we're enemies. This sucks. No one, will agree, no one will understand us as well as we understand each other, but we have to fight. Well, that was, that was, that was also the thing in, uh, in you know, Dark Knight. Joker was like, I don't want to kill you. You're awesome. You're <laughs> yeah, the only yeah. awesome person I here. Kill you. You, complete, you complete me. <laughs> <laughs> There's no me without you. Yeah. I want to make you crazy, yeah. <laughs> but... I can't quit you. Look at this. When I was a kid, there, I, I, I was in living rooms like that. They, mm. Those <laughs> rooms like that actually existed and probably still do somewhere. The, the design of the house, actually, I, 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 yeah. well, I, um, um, the, the house I live in right now was... Was uh, one of those houses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so like, the, the, the slanted ceiling and the, the, you know, triangular... The wood paneling. And the I, worked on a, uh, I worked on a commercial <clears throat> that shot at this house that was way up in the hills and the front yard had the most beautiful view of the city mm. and the backyard had the most beautiful view of the valley and it was just wow. this most amazing lot you've ever seen in your life but the inside of the house looked like that uh-huh. and I was like that's a shame <laughs> <laughs> that's a waste of oh, two really you want to pat views. the house on that so close oh, see we, we, we used to think that was really we used to think that was really cool it would have been in awesome 1974 in that would have been the most amazing that would have been the James Bond house oh yeah, yeah totally Mirage. Now, Elizabeth Pena, is, it was really shocking to me that she turned up in this movie because she's great, but she hasn't been in, on screen in like a decade that I'm aware of. You just remember her, that the character's is. name, by the way. Uh, you were Mirage. like, I don't remember her name, Mirage. and then you just said it. That no, was awesome. I, well, it's just cause, <laughs> well, because it was, there was he a business just looked, card. There was a business oh, card that okay. said it. Okay. <laughs> Mirage. Yeah, but uh, Elizabeth Pena, was, uh, you know, she actually was the... Um, you know, she's an actress. She's in many things. And I was like, I was, when I saw this movie, I'm like, that sounds like Elizabeth Pena. It's so great that she's, you know, because I haven't seen her in so long. And of course, mm. I'm still not seeing her. But uh, I she love has an a great animated voice. woman with a catty way about her. I do. Mm. I, I do. Well, they actually head. they actually made Elastigirl kind of look kind of like Holly mm. Hunter. Um, you know, you can kind of like buy that. That's I like that. It looks like Holly Hunter. I like that they don't do too much of that. Yeah. They don't yeah. do too much of he's fat. Uh, it's a little DreamWorksy. Yeah, if they well, if they if did they it, kept going. Cons- yeah. If they no, did it constantly, I mean. yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah. They do one more, and then he starts to shape up. Yeah. So. Well, I, was, they, I yeah. was trying to invent an antagonization of DreamWorks. Yeah. It was funny. No, right. It was hysterical. DreamWorks. If, you know, DreamWorks, DreamWorks he would have been an animal, and he would have made a face like this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> At the time, yeah. DreamWorks has gotten better. DreamWorks has gotten better. I mean, uh, uh, I think over the head they would have been over the head just good. And body with a chance to be DreamWorks. No, no. Sony. Kung Fu Panda. I think was supposed to. They. They. But I mean, we're still talking about animals who make that face. Yeah, we are. They haven't gotten past that. So now this this jungle. My God, what beautiful modeling! This whole jungle. Better than Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Way better than Pete Conrad. But this is... <laughs> <laughs> Who's the best pilot you ever saw? So anyway, this this section here is just where it goes full on James Bond in like yeah, Flint, Iron Man Flint. I, I mean, that's the thing. It, we were talking about this is this is a James Bond movie that stars superheroes. It's not a superhero movie, really, because no, the villain yeah. in every way is a James Bond. Yeah, he's villain. totally he's totally a, a James Bond villain. <laughs> he just they just he, he lives in a freaking hollowed out yeah. volcano for heaven's sake. They sing. just have powers. That's all. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. this is a James Bond movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got it's got that you know, it, a really boy talk about a, a movie that misfired, uh, which could have been great was the the Phantom movie. Mm. Oh, that was a movie because I always thought the Phantom was a fascinating <laughs> character. You know, that the, did happen. That did happen. I didn't just dream it, 
but uh, the Phantom, you know, is one of those, you know, takes place in the jungle superhero stories. But, um, but yeah, Doc Savage always seemed to be in the jungle all the time. I do love the design of these uh, robot guys. They are. They're they're quite brilliant, and and there's a huge amount of detail. Um, so you know, this is a movie that deserves freeze framing, and you see oh, it. Yeah. You see it in the um, when he when he breaks into the Kronos, you know, uh, the computer, and he, and you see the evolution of the machine. Yes, um, yeah. you actually see little designs of how every generation of uh, of the robot um, was improved, and it didn't even start out as a ball with with multiple legs. It started out much simpler. I think it had you see it with it has tractor wheels or something like that, <laughs> and he sort of evolved this this computer, this uh, this robot. But you see, you can see I, how it grew up, and it's got you know. Even even something as as simple as that, there's so much personality in the way it moves. You know, especially its head. The eh, what? Like <laughs> yeah. the, the way it's always kind of looking around. Yeah. Um, even though it has it doesn't have eyes per se, it still has a, a POV that you can you can tell. Yeah, exactly. You can tell exactly where it's looking at. Put on the ring. Yeah, <laughs> it's also it's also worth uh, mentioning talking about the the evolution of it. And then, as you were talking about that, I was like, I wonder if they just as they were. In Pixar, iteratively designing it, if that's what they went, the process <laughs> yeah. they went ah. through to design it. What does it look like? Well, he's got wheels. No, wheels it's like if Jabba the Hutt in Return of the Jedi was, he started out being the fat guy with the mustache yeah. and then. But it, it's also. I, I can picture like the weekly Pixar meetings. They they bring in the concept art and they go, okay, so if you were a superhero, how would you defeat this? Yeah. Go, oh, you do this. And you do that. You do that. Yeah. Okay, that would actually probably work. Okay. okay. Next week, come back. Here's something <laughs> else. How would you defeat this? Uh, and just like sitting around a conference table eating donuts. Yeah. <laughs> if I were a superhero, yeah. um, you know what I would do. But it's it's also speaking of uh, the you know the iterative process that reminded me that uh, originally Syndrome was not the villain in this movie when they when they originally came up with the idea he was just like a side like at the beginning the intro he was gonna they were gonna be fighting Syndrome and then the story was gonna be something else I don't uh. even know what it was but but they just. They wound up being like that character's awesome, and they wound up <laughs> just rebuilding the entire movie, making Syndrome the villain. Nice. So little who is who is the animation. villain originally? I, I don't remember. Hmm. They probably they probably say, but I God. don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> it was a very much darker movie. At the time. <laughs> Pretty lady, <laughs> she is. She's, she's kind of hot in a cartoon way. Although I still have to go with Elastigirl. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not going to say no. But, <laughs> yeah, come uh, on. But that, oh. Think of the, think of the, come on. Like you haven't. I'm just saying, on. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm an Edmund, Edna Mode guy myself. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. <laughs> okay. This is such a badass office. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want that. I, I, would like a, I would like a lava curtain. That, that would be sure. a very, very hot hallway, though. Yeah, I'm be, pretty sure they'd both be on fire That'd right be a now. very hot place to have dinner. I was in, uh, I was in college when this came out, and I was taking a... Whoa! Whoa! Hey. No! Nope. Darkman ruined everything. I tried to escape. You break things. <laughs> uh, a peek behind the curtain. Uh, I was in college when this came out, and I was taking a values and ethics class, which was one oh, that wow. was like, uh, "It's bullshit, but it's an interesting class that you just take because it'll be fun and you talk about <laughs> yeah. crap." It's two units. Yeah. And so uh, our teacher, was, we I had to write a paper on it about the, all these kind of themes and whatnot, and the extra credit for it was name as many movie references as you could that exist in this movie and it was like a half point for each in this movie in this movie yeah. oh nice so I, I easily got like 20 points or whatever the hell it was uh just listing off references <laughs> you could also make a lot of argument too oh it was yeah i mean his eyeballs casablanca <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like bogey 
All but the, right. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, he's gonna fuck that CG. <laughs> he's gonna. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's gonna bend her in all kinds of ways. He's gonna tie her in little knots. Imagine me and you. I do. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Fucking his life is on the. It's amazing how good his life is going. I wonder if anything's gonna come to mess it up. Oh, uh, I don't know. Just once, I would love a movie to end after this kind of montage. No, no, <laughs> just like no, then, fine. And then they just had sex and were happy forever. <laughs> and the winner for best animated short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the the this sort of Incredibles. The not battables. Yeah, the not battables. <laughs> the not battables. So this is the this is the inevitable good times montage, uh, which every movie must have apparently. Look at that magazine he's reading. That is so sixties a magazine. That's, yeah, that's what, the artwork on it in particular definitely. Yeah. So, so again, this is like you know, I'm just like it's a kissing movie. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like I was like, wow, I can't believe that they made Pixar made this movie about you know parents having sex. That is so gross. Mm-hmm. Wow, what? I can't I just, get. I can't believe it. Uh, I, we've talked about it before, but the camera work that in one of these movies is always so restrained and 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 excellent. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, th- there was the bit. Uh, there's the bit in the. Um, I was going to point it the out. The camera we is almost talking, always locked off. We were talking about other things, but there's the bit in uh, in the car where he and Frozone are, you know, scanning the police van. Frozone's talking about monologuing, and the camera just kind of. It starts out behind them, but then it kind of creeps forward. It creeps around yeah. Mr. Incredible yeah. to reframe them, and then it whips to the police scanner. You yeah. know, just a simple thing like that. But it's like the, one of the things about Pixar that really makes their their um, especially kind of their their earlier stuff stand out because people started picking up on it and doing it in in other animated movies. But they they basically go, all right, if we were shooting this. What? Right. How would the camera be? Like, let's let's not cheat this as much as possible. And they're not afraid to to have weird and funky framings to to accomplish something like uh, Edna Mode on the little screen there yeah. to to tell you that she's short. She's and tiny. She's a yeah. Character, we'll frame her weird. And yeah. That thing. And uh, why, really, she, really, why she didn't design her house to make that work? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. She, but. She, doesn't, her house. she doesn't actually fit in her own house. <laughs> it's like she can't actually use her own house. Everything is the wrong scale for her. <laughs> But there's a lot of that going on, emphasizing the various sizes, larger, small of things, like the the wedding scene earlier. When it's framed on on Holly on Elastigirl, it, you completely don't see Mister Incredible's uh, head at all, and he literally has to bend down into the shot to 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 be framed. Up and at the all. other times, it becomes the cameras. I mean, these are these are through the more everyday, real world things. The camera gets very epic when they get into the action adventure stuff. Oh, yeah. sure, it becomes, yeah, you know, beautiful, some beautiful fantastic camera work of just showing the the vastness of these spaces that don't actually exist but uh, right. you know but but it emphasize like the these large you know like the uh, the hangar scenes and things like that i love her like completely stereotypical artist view on things You're like oh this thing this is a piece of crap <laughs> yeah but you designed it yeah. i don't look ah, back it's gone it's, it's gone it's, it's the past don't worry about it by the way just didn't, for those who aren't incredibles the the Edna is Brad Bird. Edna is uh, the voice of Edna is the voice of the director. Yeah, she was gonna she was gonna be uh, Lily Tomlin, and she's designed to kind of yeah. look yeah. like Lily and Tomlin. And Lily Tomlin, Lily came Tomlin in and said, no, "You got it. You, you did it yeah. already." He did. He did the uh, the voice. You know, the temp track, and she heard it. He's like something like this. He's like like that. <laughs> you like that? Dude. No, no. I'm gonna, I'm going home. I that can't, was. I can't beat that. Yeah. So you got to hand it to Lily Tomlin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's going to get just for saying. Yeah. I don't want to be in a Pixar movie. I don't need yeah. that five million dollars in residuals. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. But to say, you know, this is nope. You got it. You got <laughs> it. The movie is better this way than if I got a check. 
I mean, that's that's an admirable thing to, for somebody to be able to say. And this is a great example. You know, we we we've talked before about uh, setups and payoffs and the importance of setting oh, yeah. up every, every payoff you have. And it, this is a great setup that's disguised as a punchline, which yeah. is the yeah. best kind of way to set something up. Because if you set something up and then you set it up or pay it off as a punchline immediately afterwards, people say, oh, okay, the punchline yeah, was that, the payoff for That's that. what that was for. Okay, yeah, okay. So that, that's why that was paired up that way, and now I can forget about it. Mm-hmm. So then when it comes up later with an additional payoff, yeah, and it's the, the and most satisfying that you can And the great thing is, that. you know, she's it's it's... Almost kind of a it's it's almost kind of a gun on the mantle thing because it's like you see she we've just had that whole thing and then you know when we finally see syndrome he's got his cape on it's right there the ending (laughs) of the movie is right there in front of you but so much is a punchline yeah you don't think about about it yeah uh oh. Bum, and, bum, and, bum, now, bum. and now, again, what kid's movie doesn't deal with marital infidelity? I yeah. mean, come on. You, you, you got to have that. Could you imagine the conversation after, like, the families walked out of the theater? Like, so, Mommy, <laughs> are you and Daddy superheroes? <laughs> no, honey. Are you guys going to get a divorce? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> when Dad goes to work, do you really think he's going to work? Or is he going to some <laughs> secret island with a mysterious uh, albino woman? With a sexy voice. That's a good question, That's a good honey. question, honey. I hadn't thought of it till and the now. Dad goes to his study and is like, "What's wrong with my life? <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. got to find." Yeah, an yeah dad is like, "Why aren't I doing that? I really should do that." <laughs> yeah. From the, that, from the that dad's honestly perspective, sounds awesome. They come home from the movies and the dad's in trouble for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, like, what did I do? Mom and dad are arguing again for no reason. What happened? <laughs> Would you like another mimosa in a in a freaking Pixar movie? Seriously, they they. They're bringing up marital infidelity. This this part here is where it's like, oh my god, this is so like our man Flint. You can't believe it. It's it's really it's the it's the waterfall with the with the monorail. That's that's yeah. that's where I'm catching the hardest. You know, in like Flint. Well, this is vibe of you all. know watching this movie. I was like, I want to be a supervillain. I want that. <laughs> yeah. I want that island. I want the hollowed out volcano and the <laughs> and the monorail. I mean, who wouldn't? Come on. It's it's. I like to think that if I had $2 billion, I'd still be a Democrat. But <laughs> I watch something like this and I go, I, but an island would be awesome. An island would be I would, awesome. I'd buy, I'd buy a submarine island. airplane. I, but that I'd give, would be I'd, awesome. I'd, uh, you know, I'd give my henchmen health care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what, so there you go. That would be the progressive. You know. Well, there's, you know, Paul Allen is probably the closest. Paul Allen is like, you know, one, one minor stroke away from becoming the new James Bond supervillain because I mean you guys know who Paul Allen is he's, he's the guy who who made Paul you. Allen I killed Paul Allen with an axe to the face <laughs> <laughs> Paul Allen is the co-founder of Microsoft who said I don't want to run a computer company I want to be a billionaire and play uh, and so he has just as much money as uh, as that other dude but he doesn't work anymore he just has fun being a billionaire and uh, I got to do um uh, you know, sort of peripheral, some projects with him where he literally just like he has a company that just does stuff that he thinks of. Like, I want airplanes. Buy me all the old airplanes. Mm. And so, like this, you know, they're going around. He, he literally is like he's like Citizen Kane. I mean, there's there's guys who follow him around the world, boxing up all the stuff he bought to put in the warehouse. And uh, and so one of the things he was doing, he has one of the most amazing yachts. He has all these super yachts that are like, oh, my God, the most amazing yacht ever built. Um, he was having a submarine built. I don't know if they had it finished. but he This was, is my favorite Trey story ever. He was having a submarine built. Um, and, and where do you go to get submarines built? You go to Germany because they were the best at it, um, even though they can't build their own anymore, but they can do it for hire. And so he was having these German engineers design him a submarine. And they were talking about, yeah, so it'll have this, and it'll be like this, and it'll have this stuff. 
And he said, uh, Paul Allen jokingly said, can we put torpedo tubes in it? Yeah. And the Where ger- do the nukes come out yeah, of? Yeah, the, the Germans, the German guys can't, you had to go off and kind of go, because they were like, well, we can't put torpedoes in our own subs, but I don't know if we can't put them in subs for customers. Yeah. So they were like, yeah. we'll have to think, we'll have to look into that. I don't, <laughs> I don't think we can do torpedoes yet. England and yeah. America still don't let us. Yeah, exactly. Is, is the and so, and then, then Paul had to say, I, I was actually, I, I was actually joking. Be... I don't actually need torpedoes yeah. in my submarine. But, well, we can check. We think it might be a war crime, yeah, but, yeah, but we <laughs> will look into we, it. If it. I don't know. Maybe if <laughs> we uh, just have to check the Geneva Convention. Yeah, depending we'll on, how, right depending on how we write on the invoice, I think uh, <laughs> we might be able to get away with it. So You just call it a probe launcher. Anyway, so, so Paul Allen, you know, could, Trash dispenser. Can, nice can, table. can live this kind of lifestyle if yeah. you wanted to, and kind of does. I so. just love the design that goes into this. And, uh, the other one that comes to mind is in Monsters Inc., Harryhausen's. But just that the there's really great architects that they're hiring to yeah. design these sets because they're amazing. They're really cool. And that's an expensive table. That's a, just it's that way table cheaper alone. in CG. That's an expensive, CG. That's an expensive table, nice table for a prop. It wasn't the, the, he doesn't even use that. That was a basically a set that he designed to trick Mr. Incredible. Yeah. And right there, there's the end of the movie. Waiting for you yeah, to notice no, it. There he is. And he cuts his head off, and it's over. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean the cape. Yeah. He's got a cape on. Yeah, and setting but up the you're not the thinking gun. about it. Yeah. Uh, nice nice material. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Well, it tells you that this movie is... You say meh? Meh? Huh? I said yeah. Oh, I, thought said, you yeah. Said, I thought you said meh. He said meh. He was going to punch you. I, don't know, I, just, I thought you said meh. I don't know. What tells you that this movie is going to be more than just you know standard fare is the scene earlier on with Frozone and them in the car where they go... It demonstrates some self-awareness on the movie's part when they go, oh, he was monologuing, and so, uh-huh. of course, it was easy to beat him. So it tells you, okay, this movie is aware of its own conventions, right? and you can then expect that the movie will defy them in some way, shape, or form. Right. And then what tells you what makes Syndrome especially dangerous and tells you, oh, shit, Mr. Incredible is in real danger is when he starts to monologue, and uh-huh. then he realizes <laughs> yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. He, well, when the villain is aware of what genre he is in, he is yeah. a very dangerous villain. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do those things that villains do. Yeah. yeah, he start. Well, he starts to, and he's like, "I can't believe you got me monologuing. Yeah, yeah. That's great." Yeah, the only thing is, he does. He doesn't have. Uh, obviously, Edna doesn't design his costumes because yeah. his one weakness is the. He does have the cape because it's cool. And there it is. You got me monologuing. It's always yeah. bugged me the way it's like. He says zero point energy, and oh. I believe you say zero point energy. I believe is how you say it. Um, it's always seemed weird to me. Zero point energy seems the wrong way of. Uh, of saying that <laughs> phrase. Whoop! What is oh, zero point energy? The zero is the importance part of that phrase. You know what? Yeah. I've heard people talking about because it's another thing like it's a, it's a perpetual it's, motion. It's a or theoretical whatever, concept. Yeah. It, it's zero point energy. I've heard it explained so many times. I'm like, I still do not understand what you're talking about when you say zero point energy. It's something related to the whole superstring theory, mm-hmm. which you know by itself is very weird and difficult to understand. But it's. As far as I know, it's extracting energy from other dimensions. Um, you know, ah, that makes sense. Because supposedly there are twenty-seven or thirty-seven dimensions all coexisting in our. I thought there was a multiverse. Yes. Whatever. But, and I, but it I just, depends I just, on which flavor of super uh, super string theory. I just think it talks about you're talking about getting energy from the zero point. So it's not zero point ah, energy. Yeah. Yes. It's okay. it's zero point energy. I believe is how you would say it. So it's just like gotcha. it, it's just like there was a there's a thing that uh, surveyors use called a total station, which is that thing that that device you see on a tripod and and as a sight on it. It's called a total station. And one time on MythBusters, they kept referring it to it to it as a total station, and I'm yeah. like, ah, no, <laughs> that's not it's not a total station. It's a total station. This also uh, this feels a little bit like uh, 
Pirates of the Caribbean, going back to what oh, you were yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah. With the, Very uh, true. Why don't we call the offices that exist just to measure like seismological interference and shit like that? People like things that are just measuring the crust of the earth. Why don't we call them crustaceans? Can we get on that? Crustaceans. <laughs> <laughs> Can we please? Well, I think who we study just vol- did. People who study volcanoes are called volcanologists, which, yeah. when we do actually make first contact, is going to make things very awkward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, <laughs> uh, uh, we so already have a name. We already have. Yeah. Guys. Listen, we we it's taken. Okay, yeah. you can get pointy-eardologist. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I was really impressed um, by that little that little detail there. With that. I mean, because that was that was a boy talk about not an as you know, the whole idea of gazer beam. Yeah. yeah, they never explain what Gazer Beam does. You just sort of get it from context. Well, apparently he shoots a beam of yeah. some kind. Well, he's Gazer just, and he's Gazer Beam. He's designed so much like Cyclops. You get it exactly. But then Gazer but Beam, dead. you know, without ever sports. telling us anything, yeah. we we sort of. I mean, I got it, and I think you know, smart people got it that you know, Gazer Beam didn't survive all the way. You know, he didn't get killed by the by the robot. He managed to avoid, but he, he died. You know, and they never found him. But he had f- managed to get as far as getting the password to the computer system, which he then burned into the cavern with his gazer beam that they'd never even explained that he even has. Um, I think it's just brilliant that they didn't like hammer us over the head with that. But, he, but he never would have made it past the rats. <laughs> he hates rats. He's scared to death of them. Scared to death of them. That's one of those things. A lot. A lot of times, filmmakers feel like they need to tell you all the information sequentially. And they can't give you a piece that they don't trust the audience to give you a piece that you may not necessarily understand at that exact moment. Again, some by the way, some great camera work on Edna follows the thing going up the yeah. wall and, yeah, and lands on Elastic. This scene here, but scene here totally also has some beautiful yeah. epic yeah. camera work. Uh, they don't trust to give you a piece of information that they know you won't get at that exact moment in the film, but that will then later on you'll get other information that'll make it make sense because we you probably wouldn't be able to put that together at least fully to consciously go, oh, okay, that's this and that and that the other thing. But later on, once Mr. Incredible is in front of the computer, you go, oh, okay, that, then you have all the information to really put it together. But, at the, uh, but uh, yeah, he, he doesn't know what Kronos is. Right, he right. just knows, okay. Um, that but, meant something, but, the but, gazer yeah, beam. But the gazer, a, but the gazer beam thing, again, they, the, uh, it had the filmmakers the, trusting the audience to go, I know you're not going to get this yet, right, but later but, on But also the film, what, what he's talking about with gazer beam's powers, it's like the filmmakers are also trusting the audience because a lot of, a lot of, it seems like a lot of movies nowadays are like, all right, even though we know you're familiar with sci-fi tropes and fantasy tropes and stuff like that, we're going to explain them to you again right. in this movie. And, and you know, the, the uh, filmmakers here are like, you, it's X-Men. Like, yeah. You know X-Men. He's got a, an eye laser. You, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Actually, I think the issue is, is quite often, certainly I think writers could tell stories like this about studios, is – Movies over-explained because the, the studio people think right, they need yeah. to be explained because they don't get it. It's like, no, right. the, I should have made that distinction. Yeah, the right. audience for this movie actually gets it. They don't need it explained to them. You know, so. and, and Pixar is, and if we're talking about crazy billionaires, in stu- movie production terms, Pixar is the crazy billionaire <laughs> of movie production companies. <laughs> and so they have enough money and they have enough clout and they go... That they can tell a studio, no, this is how it's going to be. Well, so does George off. Lucas. So yeah. those both ways. By by the way, but these uh, guys are actual filmmakers. Yeah, Elastigirl's performance, that that whole scene, and it's it's going the other way. We were saying there's always little motions and stuff going on. There's always the 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 opposite side where sometimes complete stillness gets yeah. gets the whole character across because it just cut. You know, Edna's doing her thing and whatever, and and Elastigirl just has this frozen <laughs> look on her face <laughs> the, the whole time. It's just beautiful character work. It's it's always. I mean, one thing Pixar does is beautiful character work. But even in that last moment, right before we cut out of that scene, where Edna is like, "Do you know where your husband is?" Mm-hmm. She 
and the last shot before we exit the scene is of Elastigirl, and she still just has this like, huh, kind of a eye squint and a head tilt, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, which is a very subtle kind of human behavior, but we know instantly what it is, and Pixar is able to to capture that and isolate it, and you know knows human behavior well enough that they can mm-hmm. translate that. Of course, they they were very clever in the um or or smart, I should say, in the way that they designed designed these human characters. Because like we talked about, it's the first time that the human characters were the stars. Obviously, they'd shown themselves in Monsters, Inc. and Toy Story and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, um, and there was a, in Toy, Toy Story 2 had a major human character, um, the, the collector the, the guy. The collector, yeah. But, um, Dennis and Nedry. Yeah, that's his, that's <laughs> that character's name. I can never remember the real actor's Wayne name. Knight. But thank you. Um, that's how I think of him too, though. <laughs> I don't think of him <laughs> yeah. as Wayne Knight. I think of him as Dennis. Dennis Nedry. Newman. But uh, Newman, guys, uh, come uh, on. Uh, no. uh, yeah. Did you guys ever notice that if you put the D and the R in a yes. dip, it's nerdy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nedry is nerdy. <laughs> that's awesome. But um, no, it's nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> you eat them. <laughs> you were um, saying, but I, I was saying they they. They they struck a really smart balance in the sense that they have th- the performances that they're giving are very human in s- in so many ways. Like there's the bit where uh, um, uh, Elastigirl, we were we, you were talking about uh, Paul Allen at the time, but uh, Paul where she's Allen. where she's vacuuming and she kind of runs into the door of the office. And and like it's making a noise right. or something, and just she the way she slouches like oh god, <laughs> like it's so it, I'm like I. I know exactly what I've I've done that. I felt myself yeah, do that. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what that is. Yeah. And um you know, so they so they've got these very human performances in the in the physicality of it, but they designed it in such a way where it's like we can we can exaggerate a little bit which they're going to do anyway when she's stretching and you know, in in her example and whatnot, but um you know, it's like this is – and Bradbury talked about it. He's like this is still a cartoon. <laughs> we yeah, don't want yeah. them to look like people. We right, want them yeah. to look like cartoon we people. We still have to exaggerate it. And yeah. They, and they did the thing where – If know, we're not going to do that, let's just shoot it live action. Something you know? that you try and do you know, as often as possible even in any kind of filmmaking is, is if, you saw, if you see them in silhouette, which you often do, you, can, you recognize everybody. Yeah. He's like, okay, that's one. That's the other. That's the other. That's the other. And uh, that's something that you want to try and do, you know. Anytime you can, yeah. So you must go faster. Must go faster. So there was another point I was going to make. Oh, in the uh, this whole section here, the in the commentary, the real commentary, uh, which is worth listening to. I don't know if it's Brad Bird or whoever. Probably Brad Bird. But he, this whole section, and then Elastigirl does it too. Um, he says people don't sneak around anymore. <laughs> he actually mentions that. He goes, people, you know, movies used to have a whole section of like sneaking into the thing. It's they like got, this, yeah, they got thrown out with the shoe leather. Suit. This is a this is a five minute sequence of him, you know, just getting to the computer, mm. you know, sneaking in. He goes, yeah, they don't. You're right. They don't sneak anymore. They're like, here it is, here it is, here it is. Let's yeah. go shoot some stuff. And, you know, yeah, go to and a, they yeah. shoot their way in instead yeah. of sneaking. Yeah, they get they get they, they go right to the air shaft or whatever, you know. But this whole idea of like building this entire sequence of gradually creeping through, which they both do. First he does it, and then she's going to do it. Um, is is this like yeah I I I don't remember seeing that in the past twenty years and that used to be a major feature of these kind of any kind of movie is like sneaking in I mean because it's it's that's suspense he so here we go here, here you can see the, does here you can see the 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 genesis of the of the droids you know and how they gradually become the droid that we we now get to see at the end Kevin Flynn sneaks in in the first, in the Neutron that's the only one I can think of I also love these uh, these these superheroes that they're. They're, these names are. I always wonder what what does Vectress do? 
What is? I don't know, but I want to see it. Yeah, I know. It's like I, some, see, I wonder something what Gamma about, Jack does. Yeah, something. Does he have gamma rays as a power? Because yeah. that that probably doesn't help a lot. I don't know. You could you could probably cook food really fast. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> And I said, well, also kind of a throwback to the old filmmaking, the way there was a bit of a zoom there on mm. that shot. You know, the way that we're dollying in like, yeah. for the the important realization. Yeah. That's actually more of a modern convention. That's that's a, that's a Spielberg. That was, to me, that's well, the, a Spielberg. The use thing. of the zoom. We, the, uh, people don't zoom in. in yeah, well, zooming, yeah. zooming anymore, is, yeah. is very retro. Zooming went out in the 70s and is kind of coming back now. But uh, but it's all snap zooms now. They don't yeah. use it as like a, a moment for the most part. There's a, a glaring except for the really lazy there's, filmmakers who are like, well, it's locked off, but we'll just slowly we'll just zoom. zoom. There's, a, there's a couple pretty glaring in. zooms in the Princess Bride of all things, actually. Huh? Yeah, there's two of them. There's one where he's standing in front of Vizzini, and it just goes zoom. <laughs> and then later, when uh, she pushes him down the hill, and he goes as you wish, and then she throws down the hill, and then they're sort of they're sort of like crawling towards each other, and the camera moves in, and it's like fuck zoom. <laughs> There's there's a there's a pair of them. This is such a cool. This is a, this a, freaked me out. It's an amazing bit of editing because it has this you know biz, crazy you know insane editing thing they do. It also strikes me as like a really good anti personnel system. Is yeah. if you could actually invent this, you could you could stop anyone. You could stop Mister Incredible with this kind of stuff. It's like no, it doesn't try and hurt him. It just encases him in stuff that you just can't get free of. The the uh, the texturing or the shading on that is great. Kind of it really is. Looks rainbow like, has an ugly oily yeah, kind of yeah. vibe to it. <laughs> and then the, the little fire it's like that again she has looking, an incinerator on her table yeah <laughs> that's her garbage disposal exactly mm-hmm. that's the kind of that's that's and she has a you know machine gun for intruders yeah <laughs> now she is uh she's based on a legendary hollywood costume she's, designer, she's right? edith head yeah yeah edna mode is uh, just kind of loosely based on edith head who looked like that had the big black round glasses Edna, in in a way, is also she's she's almost the the anti syndrome in this in this movie to an extent because because she is to an extent she has like the super villain lair she's got the incinerators yeah. and everything and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that and she's building all this stuff but she's using her powers for good you know in a way I mean I she, the, her I, powers of custom design. yeah she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't hey. It's a power. I always have the. Impre- I get the impression though. That I can't do it. Edna's, neither can Syndrome. I thought Edna was kind of like amoral in the sense that you know Syndrome could have come to her and said, "I need a costume." She probably would have made him one. Yeah, she, probably. She would have talked him I out of the. That. She would have talked him out of the cape, but otherwise yeah. she would have done it. Made that's, one for him. That's true. She would have been like, "What can you do?" Yeah. Oh, okay. I like a challenge, darling. Yeah. That's pro- you know what that's probably true. <laughs> so I she's think like, she's a she's she's, she's a mercenary. She, yeah, she's yeah. neither here nor there. She's only about the 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 achievement the of the art. Yeah. So, so the, mm-hmm. the dash likes. I like how the yeah. camera doesn't quite catch up with them. Every, yeah. every single yeah, time. It's, it's like, a great touch. Yeah, what? Whoa. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful work. It really is. So. And a lot, you know, again, a lot happening in, in one shot, basically, that you wouldn't normally see in an animated film. They'd be yeah. like, and now we do that setup. A, yeah, a, that a very one. Spielbergian way of like, we'll move the characters through the scene yeah. as opposed to moving the camera around the characters. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll use each each moment to lead us to the next one. You know, yeah. he'll pass behind them, and we'll just stop yeah. at them. And we'll, you know. we'll follow him as he has this moment, and then he'll go over here for this moment. Yeah, and come over here for that. Yeah. yeah. And here's a great little 
just enough justification to tell us where the plane comes from yeah. and then we move yeah. on. I, I think he was going to be in, one, in, more in, of a yeah. character. In the original version, he was going to be flying and he was going to die in this. Yeah. And then oh, they wow. thought, they thought uh, you know, but they thought, well, you know, sort of a character only exists to die. And it's, isn't it cooler if she can fly a jet and, and so on? So, so Plus, they, this they leads to the out. best scene in the movie. As far as I, in terms of, uh, I guess, horror. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, this movie, this, this scene really moves me. In terms of You're like talking about when he's when, 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 he, when the, he's hearing the the yeah. that they're being destroyed. Well, well, yeah. yeah, and like the the little missiles are after, her and she's like, "There's children yeah. on board." That's that's ooh. Yeah, we, goosebumpsies. We mentioned this. I think I think in some other commentary we mentioned this, but this is uh, you know uh, the the idea of uh, first of all, Holly Hunter goes on my list of actresses who I think are actually smart in real life, um, <laughs> and and she does a thing here that that often doesn't happen, where she she really worked at understanding what she was saying when she's saying all this flight jargon. All the uh, air traffic. Yeah, so jargon, yeah. you know everything she's saying is technically accurate, and she's saying it correctly. Unlike zero point she, energy, she understands or total station. She's actually saying it because she knows what it means. Yeah, she understands what she's saying and why, yeah. as and opposed is, to just repeating the words. Correct, yeah. yeah, and uh, another little in reference uh, the number on her plane or the re- the registration is IG uh, nine or nine or so India Golf, which is Iron Giant. Uh, a reference for Iron Giant. Check which came out, out in ninety nine. In ninety nine, I, I think. I Around then. That's probably why they did I think it. that's right. Around then. Mad Bad Coyote says so. Yep. Although that's the only technically technically inaccurate part of that sequence because any well, I guess it's not our real. I guess it's not our real world. So, but any American aircraft, its number would start with uh, N. Ah. So, I wonder if they. Well, this uh, movie sucks. You know, turn it off. Hope someone lost their job over that one. I don't know <laughs> off the top of my head, but I feel you know uh, Syndrome just did his thing where he geeked out about <laughs> yeah. about uh, what uh, I'm still geeking out about. Yeah. It. It's great. Um, Which I, I was watching this the other day, and it occurred to me: Did that phrase exist before? Because I say it all the time, geeking out. I, I, I think know so. we all say it. It was fairly new to me, but I, I don't think I'd, I'd not heard it before. Yeah, all right. I thought it was funny that they used it in the it's movie. It's a pretty easy verb to create, though. Yeah, but um, well, all slang is easy to create. The, it's just a matter of whether somebody's. Yeah, the, it's perfect. Per- it's a perfectly cromulent word. <laughs> they, they've they've got a great. Um, they've got very good characterization in the performances too everyone kind of moves the same way i imagine that they i don't know for a fact but i imagine they probably do it where they have certain you know two or three people they're like you're a laster girl and that's right. it and you you're know violet and yeah you're dash yeah um oh there's a uh you know the short that yeah the short yeah. that you can get on the dvd that yeah. explains jack jack something jack jack attack yeah. yeah jack attack yeah. what what is going on when she's uh when she's Sending those desperate voicemails <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> later in the movie, yeah. which I didn't. Which I, I love that there is a story, but I was like, I, I just thought that was a great touch. Where it's like something is going horribly wrong at home, <laughs> yeah. and we're just never gonna know. But then we see that Jack Jack is everything. You know, yeah. do you guys have friends that, in your mind, totally, uh, totally resemble a, like a cartoon character or a character of a Pixar movie, and you've tried to explain it to them and they don't see it? I was actually, when I was just watching this the other day, I was texting my friend Chelsea, and I was like, oh my god, you're Elastigirl. Uh, you're, uh, you're Violet. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have a friend just that looks like Violet, and I have a friend that looks like the babysitter girl. And I'm trying to, I tried to explain it, like, I don't say it at all. I'm like, it's you. <laughs> it's totally you. Yeah, so here she goes. And this, is, this is not just any jet, because it has chaff. It has flares. <laughs> you know, they actually can, can uh, pop out flares, so it's, it's a special jet, clearly. Well, presumably, if if this is a, a jet that has been, uh, you know, the, that that they use it's for a jet superhero from the, it's missions. It's a jet from the old days. It's yeah. A, it's an X-Jet. It's got extra goodies. And it's got afterburners, which... Uh, and it just kind of has that look. Like, it has it has the inline uh, uh, intake engines. Uh, 
intakes for the engine. The sixties which... rocket plane look. Yeah, most most corporate jets don't have those. They're not that streamlined. <laughs> yeah. Your basic Lear does not come with yeah. uh, with afterburners and flares. So that's a, that's a that's the Paul Allen model. Yeah. Can I get torpedoes on that? <laughs> yeah. Well, when it, when they're in the sky, we call them missiles. How but about rockets sure. on my jet? Can I yeah. have that? Can we I get must that? consult yeah. with the Luftwaffe. Yeah, we must ask the, the German High Command about this one. So. Not not bad. Uh, oh, it's it's this coming is... up actually. The the hair on Violet is really nice. Yeah, the the hair in this movie in general. This was this was after Monsters Inc. So they yeah. So it was it was Sully plus. Yeah, like, but yeah, uh, but just just coming up when they uh, when they land in the water, they were also talking about the uh, yeah everyone's hair is yeah when especially Violet's hair like doing the wet hair. Was they were like, oh, we gotta start over. Basically, yeah. we don't know how to do this. Now this sequence here, is, this is like genuinely terrifying. And uh-huh. It's like, damn, Pixar, are you crazy? Yeah, you crazy. You can't do this in no cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> this is scary stuff. And it, it, even though it's it went by really quick, you already know you're like, oh, she's out. That's not <laughs> yeah, good. That's right. <laughs> she's unconscious. That's yeah. not good. Yay! There we go. Good thing she woke up. Very clever. There's a lot of really clever uses of their superpowers. Mm-hmm. I wonder what to, uh, what amount of thought went into uh, giving them their powers, and if one of their early priorities in designing them was, can we use that a lot, or can we not really use that that much? I'm sure. I'm sure they were just like finding a way. I'm sure they probably. I bet you they came up with the with with them, and then after that, were like, yeah. we could do this with it too. Well, as they were developing the story, I'm sure they were like, okay, and then and then this happens. It's like, and they'd be like, okay, so how do so they how do they get out of that? How do they get out of that? Yeah. And and there's some some issues. There there's somewhere they go. Well, she turns into a parachute, and it's yeah. like, sure, ex- fine. And then th- I'm sure there were some where it's like, um, <laughs> she actually splashed. They like, shut up. <laughs> they, <laughs> Mom's getting yeah. all like. I'm sure it looks like Linda Carlini right now. I'm sure yeah. there. I'm sure there were some where it's like, uh. Based on the parameters of their powers, uh, they die. We have to put them in a different yeah, situation. Yeah, we have to do something well, else. Sure. With that. I wonder if like Laser Beam was a was a larger character earlier on. And they're like, uh, Laser Beams from the eyes. It's not a lot you can actually yeah. do with that. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. but then there's that X Men thing. Well, so. the thing the thing with Cyclops is the fact that he's the leader and he flies the jet. So that's how they kind of get around that and x-men but it's still kind of like it's it's a good thing you fly the jet because otherwise there's no reason yeah. for you to really i think i think just past there that was my favorite line where he says uh, he says i'll crush her and, and syndrome goes wow that's a little dark for you yeah. <laughs> go ahead uh, it goes back it shows, shows that the villain is aware of what movie yeah he's, he's like you're not gonna crush her i know what movie this is yeah you're not gonna do that he's like it's just like well it's like you're probably not going to but it's cool even if you do i'm down with it <laughs> yeah. so let's see where this goes I'm, i love I'm, the arc either way it's kind of awesome yeah either way i'm geeking out so there you go but uh but but that's an important also character moment cuz cuz there are a lot of movies well maybe not a lot but there are movies where you know the the villain's henchman will be like will be like yeah, fuck that guy, and like yeah. turn out to help the bad guys. But there's never a really clear yeah. turning. You've been point. with him for six years, and you just decided today yeah. to just screw it. Whereas yeah. this one, there is now the very <laughs> yeah. clear turning point yeah. where she was like, "Oh, he totally would have let that happen." <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> screw him then. Yeah, that changes things a bit. You know, and she was already iffy because of the children on board. You right. Know? She was like, right. "Wait a minute," you know. Now, logically, this whole this bit makes sense, and yeah, if I were in that situation with those powers, I would do exactly the same thing. But she just looks so fucking silly. Yeah, <laughs> it can't take it seriously. Yeah, does she have to look exactly? And what exactly? Like a boat? What is Jack Jack or what? What his name is uh, holding on to? 
Yeah. Like, I think what part of her body her, is her, No, no, her engine mount, of course. Yeah. It it looked like their their you know, their bag of, of clothes or whatever. Violet was sitting on that as a seat and he was he had his hands on that. Yeah, they've so. still got the, the okay. bag. I'll allow it. <laughs> Not incest. Yeah. Still looks silly. <laughs> it does look it silly. It does though. look silly. I think they even say that in the in the uh, the commentary. They were like, "Yeah, this one was stretching it a little bit." No pun intended. <laughs> it makes it makes sense, but yeah, does she have to look exactly like a zodiac? Yeah. I mean, with a head sticking up in the front. Now, here's something that doesn't actually work 100 percent: is their interaction with the sand. Yeah, mm. they just kind of sink beneath the. Uh, the sand is yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hard. yeah it certainly is. No, no question from it. I did a thing with snow. Snow is hard too. Snow is really hard because it leaves imprints in everything. Like you yeah. can't do anything on snow if if you don't have. We ended up to. having to animate on a displacement map that we had to we had to create the displacement map and then just keep making sure it was exactly right. Ugh. Brr. I think Edna Mode's greatest invention is these masks. The way that they stick to your face as if they're painted on, and they mm-hmm. could be you know no matter what. I mean, look how extremely distorted the masks get sometimes with these facial expressions, but uh, somehow they work. We talked to an animator uh, at the Dave School. We talked to an animator from Madagascar. Uh, wow. And, and not the country, the movie. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. That makes more sense. <laughs> and, the, uh, and the guy, yeah, they have animation there. The, he was talking about how one of the things they were told to do is always design characters so that they have a mask uh, such that the eyebrows, the eyes, and then the upper cheeks are all in one sort of a section by themselves and you can watch the shape of the entire eye mask shape change in addition to where the eyes are looking uh which is sort of exemplified here because they're literally yeah. wearing masks yes, but a lot just of the, watch the black shape but if you look at a lot of the uh the movies like madagascar you'll notice that the the eyes are part of a part of the face that moves as one big piece fun thing yeah but fun, they said they said that was, that was uh an easy way to communicate even more with the character's face if you could see the entire... And it, and it helps them make the DreamWorks face. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. Which Madagascar would qualify. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mrs. Incredible is just very hot. She's yeah. hot. She's hot. We're going to go ahead and come back to that. I'm just going to say that she's hot. I, I would totally, you know... If... So I can't talk about Dr. Manhattan's dong, but you can be she's, all she's up an on incredible. I'm not talking about her, you know... She's an incredible <laughs> milf. That's what you're yeah, saying. She's yeah. an incredible milf. That's what she totally is. Dude, she does stretch. She, Yeah, I know. That, I'm not even going there. I'm oh, just yeah. saying, like, right, you know, even right, without right. that. Let's not go there. I would totally, I would totally, I would incredibly do that. I would wreck that chick. <laughs> <laughs> I would incredibly wreck that chick in CG. I would, I would, yeah. I totally well, you would. Couldn't because, yeah. but we won't go there. Yeah. I haven't felt that way about a cartoon character since uh, Betty Rubble. So, Betty Rubble, really? She had a great ass. Check it out, seriously. But um, okay, here's a great epic shot, a big sweeping epic shot that just sort of gives a great sense of space. Of a rocket ship. Yeah. You don't see a lot of fins at the top of rockets these yeah. days, and I think that's really a lost art. <laughs> it's a shame. <laughs> it really is a shame. See, back in the day, all rockets had big fins, and cars did too. It was fantastic. Trying to come up with a Raiders of the Lost Art joke, but I got nothing. <laughs> wah, wah. Well, without the fins on your rocket, how are people going to know how big your penis is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what that's what Hummers are for now. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I think uh, you mir- buy a Hummer because you can't get one. Yeah, <laughs> Mirage kind of kind of is the genesis for um, the Janine Garofalo character in uh, Ratatouille. She looks like the spiritual ancestor of that uh, that character, the the female chef. I did like I did like the female chef in Ratatouille. Yeah. And who knew that Jeannie Garofalo could do a French accent? I know. I, w- I watched that whole movie and didn't realize you, it was Jeannie Garofalo until the end. Why do you cast Jeannie Garofalo if you need her to sound nothing like herself? Because she's good. 
Because you want to hang out with Janine Garofalo? Yeah, that, there's I that. Totally do. I would totally do that. Now, this sequence is, is, I think, pound for pound, probably my favorite sequence. Just from the just from the design of it, the 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 sense of you know these spaces that she's moving through is just you know just fantastic. It's like it's almost real. It's almost photoreal. It's like you couldn't actually do this in a real movie because you couldn't build sets this big. Look out! It's behind you. Yep. Big Zing. Move. Okay. Yeah, but her hair doesn't. Uh, her hair doesn't isn't rubber apparently. I wonder if her hair stretches. Yeah, hmm. it seems to be the only thing uh-huh. that doesn't. Well, hair is that we know dead. about. Yeah, dead yeah. Tissue. yeah, dead tissue. So, so I wonder. If but what about hair... her fingernails? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. So she can't stretch her fingernails. That's interesting. That's their weakness. Yeah. That's her kryptonite. How do we use that? We'll figure it out. We'll find a way. That's Incredibles too, right? Yeah. There. Chinese yeah. finger cuffs. Yeah. See now, come on. Now, look how badass she is here. And here, here's the joke. Here's the. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just it's a great, it's a great little bit, a great little character bit. <clears throat> I didn't see Nemo worrying about the size of his ass. <laughs> they the didn't worry about the fin. size of his fin. Yeah, right? he was, he was, yeah, he had, he had body issues. Then this too is a great little constructed sequence of just this escalating, like, oh god, no, yeah. oh god, damn it, <laughs> you know, it just gets continuously worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And worse. She's a little rusty at the superhero thing. Like, okay, I'll just do it. And then... And then... Oh, <laughs> yes, son of a... Uh-huh. And she is... It's funny how she takes everything. It's just like an annoyance. Like, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, uh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a great little... It's a great little action bit, you know. <laughs> and still more... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, wait who? And uh, bang. Yeah. And then she has to, like, undo everything. Like, okay, now I have to get this and this and this. And then she has to like hide every single body after the fact. Yeah, then she has to put like back. eight guys away. It's you know, yeah, it's a great little bit. Again, it's all sneaking around. In a Bruckheimer movie, they go, "What? Why are we wasting time on these kinds of things? Get to the explosion, make the stuff explode." There we go. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's she slowly like, like okay, and they're like okay, she made it out of all that. Oh, that's right. She has trouble closing it. That's yeah, it she is. she can't close it because it's like there's too many <laughs> too many dead guys in there. <laughs> Mom killed too many guys. I like, this is a cool way to indicate what happens. But the thing about that is, if what? the fire's going out, doesn't that mean that there's no air in the bubble? Right. Or that no, it's burning it, through its air immediately? Yeah. yeah. That there's it would be burning through its... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's not awful fire, by the way. It's pretty good. Considered. It's yeah. pretty good for the time. I, w- I wonder if it's... I don't think it's elements. It looks like it's... You know, fluids. This is a great another one of the great lines. It's like, okay, so so the bad guys are trying to wreck mom and dad's marriage. <laughs> that's that's what the evil plan is. They're gonna wreck mom and dad's marriage. Another surprising scene for existing in a kids movie at all is earlier on, before Holly Hunter leaves the cave and she's talked to the two kids. He's like, listen, these yeah, guys, oh yeah. these guys will kill you. Yeah, they're not like in the cartoons. No, they'll actually kill you. Which it's just another, uh, you know, like, and it's not like it, well, it goes back to what you were saying earlier. It's not like you know, just try your best and that'll be enough. Like, yeah, no, no they will fucking <laughs> they will kill, kill you. you. Yeah, if in you the, are not uh, good enough, you'll you be, will die. That's that's that goes hand in hand with the uh, you know the everyone's special free to be you and me bullshit. Is the is the you know I blame GI Joe is GI Joe cartoon is that everyone always lives. You know, no matter how fiery an explosion anyone ever is in. The, the bad guys always walk away. Johnny Quest, when I grew up, Johnny Quest, people fucking die in Johnny Quest. You see them die. There are corpses. There are cartoon corpses on screen in Johnny Quest. We learned that, you know, 
actions have consequences from Johnny Quest, whereas G.I. Joe is like, no, it doesn't matter how big an explosion you're in. You'll just walk away from it, come back next week. Mike, in the chat room, uh, Strapinus says Pixar doesn't use elements. And he, he told me to slap you. He didn't tell me to slap you, but I figured, I figured why, why not? <laughs> elements? Would, uh, which elements? Well, I was, I was saying... Particle I, generators. I was saying, yeah, it looks like really good fire. I don't, thi- I don't think it's a, it's a fire element. No, I'm, I'm sure it's, yeah, yeah. it's whatever it is. Here's another great... They did of- talk about... I think it, it was a Nemo or something. They talked about just using... No, they did. They used like a real ocean or something in something. No, it was a big deal Didn't that they... they well, maybe in, not, not in Nemo. In Nemo, they... Oh, no, 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 no. I think it was in this one where they were having trouble with particles or something, and he's like... And Brad <laughs> just, Bird's just like, why, element. why don't we just shoot some footage because we don't do that, that here so but but you're probably he's pr- probably <laughs> well, right a rule they, they, a rule they obviously <laughs> broke for wally but w- was, uh, was yeah. there uh was there a moment of silence? no that was a cg fred willard ah. <laughs> was there a moment of silence and then just they all looked at each other like, does anybody have a camera yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Did> that just <laughs> happen well, i haven't had a camera since 1994 yeah. <laughs> there was another great vi- bit of uh visual okay look you either get it or, or you're not smart enough for this movie moment the whole idea of the power grid and like one one cell block is using huge amounts of power and she instantly knows that's where he is uh-huh. and, you it, know, it, and it never further explains that but you know it's like i got it and, and the idea most people did i think the, the right idea people that the did. cave is actually the the heat trench the the flame trench for the rocket which yeah is, is just implied but not explained yeah so now we're getting. This is this is you know this is where the movie really goes into yeah. a whole other level of 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 just genius of of action. In the chat room, Mr. Weber's saying at the end of this movie, when the plane crashes into the house and Violet saves them with the bubble, and it makes a mushroom cloud, that it's clearly an element. So I look forward to seeing. Ah, it. I don't know just yeah. how just how yeah. clearly it is. We'll see. Yeah. Wow. So stay tuned for that in the next. Yeah, hour. there's going to be a fist fight in the chat room. Yeah, chat room smackdown. <laughs> smackdown. No, no one will be minutes. admitted during the gripping. Yeah. The is gripping. It an element is it an element? Fluid? Sequence. Is it element or a fluid dynamic? Clearly an element. Where, where do you get? <laughs> They're like, oh, we'll just set off a nuke in the back and, yeah. and record it. There actually are nuke elements that you can buy. But, I guess that's um, probably true. Yeah. The- <laughs> in the chat room, Mambo comes in. Actually, I just Googled it. Janine Garofalo is totally doable. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that? Actually, with the tattoos, not so much oh, for no, me no, these no, days. Uh, he says still. Okay. Still truth truth about cats and dogs era. I would totally hit that, but uh, I'm not so much sure about the <laughs> tattoos. The hug is like, no, I'm trying to crush you again. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. And there's a great bit. Her, this little bit of character reaction. Which yeah. Is, yeah, this little scene. <laughs> it's a dead bang. <laughs> <laughs> the way her beautiful. eyes. Yeah, her eyes are going all directions. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's beautiful stuff. The um, Holly Hunter just has a great throwaway line here when they're having this argument. And she goes, I don't think you're striking the proper tone here. Always, always like cracks me up. It's great because they've set up her whole arc of the infidelity thing as I mean that's kind of one movie, but the the movie that we're watching has reached its fever pitch that now continues on with a certain momentum. So she's like, no, 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 I, I there's this whole other story that we're we're gonna finish that. That's actually yeah. you're you're right. That's actually funny that he doesn't get distracted. He's like, no, no, that's not actually a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll yeah, just yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll tell you later. But we'll yeah, fix yeah. It. there's a whole there's a thing and the world is ending and I'm it's just just, just we'll, we'll tell rockets you. and villains. It's yeah, a James they, Bond thing. It's yeah, not yeah. a. And he's like, wait a minute, what, the, what are the kids doing here? Wait a yeah. minute, now you tell me what the kids you, doing here. You hit her in the face, and so we'll we'll call that even for now, and I'll <laughs> yeah, explain. Yeah, that's right, that's fine. You'll, you'll be sorry later, but I'll... Very uh, Jedi reference yeah. going on here. I hate those little pools of gnats. Why don't they just fly away from each other? <laughs> <laughs> I can deal with one. Because they like each other. Aww. They're like schools of insects. Because they're trying to, to mate. So you're walking through a cloud of insects Do you having ever, sex. Like, that happened to me Is once. I was at a closer? park or something, and I was standing, yeah, and it occurred to me. splatter on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was standing in the act of having sex. 
and it occurred to me that I was standing in a cloud of gnats. And I just sort of like, I looked around and was like, oh. And I sort of stepped out like awkwardly, like, sorry. Like, I didn't mean to be in you, cloud of gnats. And then they followed me. This is like that scene in Batman Begins, except way lamer. (laughs) (laughs) Surrounded by a cloud of gnats. I guess that's my thing. (laughs) That's how he became Natman. Natman. Okay, here we go. When he hits him, his little... Yeah, that's his, yeah. Uh, there's that, and then there's his 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 cackle when he realizes he runs on water is one of yeah. the, his greatest character yeah, moments. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> just like, on the top of a roof, the somewhere pure delight in the of city, that. Like stealing, and then just dude, there's, feeling a, there's, like a, a, there's a, a feeling like a poking. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I'm Netman. <laughs> yeah, I'm Netman. Stop that. I'm, I'm, Isn't it annoying? Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> he comes up behind you in your ear and goes, I really can't concentrate on my villainy when you do that. 101 episodes. We haven't lost it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your power? I'm really annoying. <laughs> annoying! Yeah. My only weakness! <laughs> Damn it. Until he meets this SWAT is, man. I, this is a great bit where he, because he sees it happen and he like trips. He's like, what the shit? <laughs> <laughs> As it's coming at this him. I just want him to go, shit. This is just an amazingly designed sequence from, I, I can't think of this another. This is so cool. And I love his laugh. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't think of another Pixar movie that has, <laughs> has this insane of an action sequence yeah. in it. You know, it's Woo! like, this is Look so epic and it's, uh, you know, in the way it's set up. But this, and this is, you know, again, you, you can't get more James Bondy. In, Man- in Armand Flint, Manhelm, in this sequence. Yeah, the, the mentality. Yeah, no, the mentality. They, is, they, they could never <laughs> achieve this kind of level of a, of a thing, but they wanted it. They wanted to. Yeah. But, it, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, with that little laugh and everything, it's because he's he doesn't know what he can do. He's never yeah. done any of this before. And this and this is a brilliant payoff. I always thought this was like the most genius payoff. It's like, oh my gosh, what's he going to do? He doesn't he doesn't know what to do, and that's what to do. It's to stop running. Yeah, just and, stop. And, and then you won't, and it's, it's a beautifully staged bit. Yeah. Back to the Future too. What? Huh? That happened to Back to the Future too. What? He's on the hoverboard over the water. Oh, okay. And then he drops and he just realizes stop, okay. stop hovering is the answer. So, okay, so this movie's like a total ripoff. Yeah, Jesus. you know what? Turn it off. Fuck yeah, this fuck, movie. No, no. Okay, so Incredibles worst movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> now here's this is again. Hello, um, a guy shooting a machine gun at a teenage girl. Uh, in this movie, which I think is awesome. How did that ever get into a movie? And then totally, yeah, knocks her down. Just yeah, like, knocks ah! her, just beats her and knocks yeah. her down. It's like, yeah, being a superhero isn't all donuts and sirens. And you know, even, it's and like it, this, you get take some knocks. I got to looks... hand it to the henchman. He's clever. smart. Yeah, he's a yeah. smart henchman. I know. He's like, he's, he's, he's a worthwhile adversary. Uh, what thing? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I can't take two of By them. By the way, this guy is living in a horror movie right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Ah, what's going on? And he's about to shoot a kid. Hey, yeah, he, exactly. He's he like, a, fully attempts to shoot a child. Yeah. In the chat room, Matt Veda Veda points the, the out. The children do not appreciate the uh, the insanity of what's happening right yeah. now. Uh, Veda points out that there are 35 explosions, 189 buttons pressed, and about 640 gunshots in The Incredibles. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Which Who is significantly more than Toy Story 2. Yeah. More bullets, less gunshots. But still not as dark as Toy Story 3. Yeah, well, Toy Story 3 has, yeah, they finally realized they could get away with stories like that. They realized that real fairy tales often end with people dying, so let's try it. Now this, of course, here's the, here's the, here's the... The money shot. The the money shot coming up, absolutely, when when the whole family goes, okay, we are superheroes, here's how we do this. Pose time. And they do the pose, and it really is, I mean, it's one of those scenes where you go, I... You know, I watch it. I go, okay. I see what you did there, and I still totally buy it. Yeah, it, it totally works well, for now, me. Well, now, well, you earned it. I, so yeah, yes. you totally earned it. 
and and Here it is. bang. <laughs> it's like there they go. So. And it's the first moment of like full and complete teamwork between the four. Of them. Yeah, and and so so that arc is effectively done. I yeah. mean, they've they've they finished that arc. Whoa, whoa! Time out. So now they just have to deal with him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. And so yeah, so I mean, that's it is the beginning of the third act. Yeah, it is it is you you have act. you have mastered your powers, yeah. and now it's time to take what you have learned and, and finish that. the plot and it, and kill the dragon. So. Yeah. You know, that's so. it. And got busy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, he's, he's like, it's the first times I, that and the geeking out is the first times I ever heard colloquially in a movie anyone yeah. use those phrases. It's like I heard "got busy" before, but War he actually, world, he uh, actually said it. You know, so. Nice where the worlds go on. Nice little uh, where the worlds. Oh sure, yeah. Okay. I love because they think. I've well, got to admit, this is pretty cool. Yeah, and, and shooting the shooting. Well, the, the whole tank. idea, and like, it, oh, this shit just kind of landed this morning, but it hasn't done anything and, yet. And again, a bit of a Watchmen thing, which people who only saw the movie wouldn't actually know. But yeah. uh, the in in the, the giant, comic book, the giant squid, the giant the squid that ah, that uh, that Vite drops on the on the city. Another thing where. He, he was. It was. He wanted to convince everyone that there was an alien threat that everyone right. was fighting and had to unite against, and that's what's going on here. He's not going to take credit for that thing. Right. He's going to be like, "It came from space, well, and I stopped it." Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to sweep in and, and save everybody. Yeah. And so there's yeah. The, and there's and your we, idea about you know yeah. the, super. Yeah. When super is meaningless. We just got the line of when everybody's special, nobody will. Yeah. Do. I think he says super, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, whenever. I, I I blew the line the first time, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Special has a different meaning nowadays, anyway. Hey, it's Sendai Japan. Too soon. Too soon. Oh, uh, too soon. It's broken pavement. <laughs> Frozone. It wasn't a bunch of Frozone. Japanese people. It was broken pavement. Yeah. Frozone is who you want in a tsunami. Oh yeah. This is what you, dude. This is this is very dude. this is this is the War of the Worlds yeah. Yeah. reference here. The uh, the blowing up of the tank. Original War of the Worlds, not uh, not Scientology War of the Worlds. <laughs> yeah, I was, okay. I was making sure I was doing the right sound effect there. Yeah, I love how he's he's. It's the sentimental moment, and she's like, "All right." <laughs> he's like, "No, I'm not having." No, no, that. no, no. Again, she's just she, she's <laughs> she's learned. You know, she's like, "Wait a minute." I wonder. Yeah, okay, that works. That Hold totally on, let me, works. Tr- let me try yeah. something. Yeah. With, the, with the giant feet and arms uh, and hands with those balls on them, she actually looks like a Jonan Vasquez character. <laughs> I was thinking earlier, by the way, like when when they were running through the uh, the burning building and you saw him in silhouette. I was like, Mister Incredible has the smallest ankles. <laughs> does. That's that, that would be his weakness. Yeah, those are literally his a, literally his Achilles heel. Yeah, he's got he's got weak ankles comparatively speaking. He is very top heavy. I mean, yeah, Eddie joke. He's like Achilles had Achilles heel. How inconvenient. <laughs> It's like, you know, normally in football, you're supposed to try to tackle somebody as low as possible to take out their center of gravity and bring them down. But I think with Mr. Incredible, you just want to, like, punch him on the shoulder and he'll <laughs> yeah. go topple it. If you just, like, put a penny on it on top of his head, you will hey, oh. down he goes. I, lo- I-, I love how with all of this, uh, you know, crazy advanced technology and stuff, it's totally just, you know... A Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go in that side of the Winnebago and punch everyone in the head. Yeah. That's, that's, my, that's my plan. Well, that'll work. Yeah. Wait, there's another rocket? <laughs> yeah. well, Smaller yeah. fins. Dude, is he's it? riddled with rockets. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> he is made of rockets. He's got rockets coming out of his ass. Well, Literally. That's a superpower. Ooh. Dude, that is a superpower. That would totally be I a could be a superhero. Can you actually launch rockets? There it is. There it is. I was waiting for it. 
Now, now he's. The, I like how he's putting the great thing about the period piece is he's actually using high karate, which was the cool cologne in, uh-huh. in the James Bond era. I was, I was shocked to find out that high karate probably doesn't exist anymore. I thought surely it was still the cool cologne. Frozone has a Murphy bed, an well, electronic be- Murphy bed because he, in the, he needs back, a suit. in those days, you know. No, nah. I had a joke. This is this is absolutely the most Sam Jackson thing he does. <laughs> it really this, is. Where the fuck yeah. is my fucking suit? It's the one that says bad motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, this says cold motherfucker on it. I, say, I I did see a thing where he's, uh, or, you know, the moment where he's like, where's my super suit? Like, moving around. Yeah. Totally matches up with English motherfucker, <laughs> do you <laughs> speak it? Yeah. <laughs> is that on YouTube? <laughs> I'm sure it is. That's I, that's yeah. got to be where I saw it. Independence Day. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Oh, cool. Oh, baby. Uh, and the chat room, fucking Veda's pointing this one out, too. One more. In theaters, the Incredibles logo was used for the cigarette burns. Ah, oh, well nice. done, people! For the the, cigarette the, the, the real the change real change burns. burns. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, those are a thing. Yeah, yeah. And and back and in it, the days when there were such things as real change. Yeah. And again, a nice a nice little uh, a nice little moment there, just uh, character wise. You know, he saves the baby and stuff like that. But then he's like, "All right, everything's fine. I'm awesome," and just tosses it behind him, <laughs> yeah. paying Oops. no attention to the collateral damage. There's another uh, great little bit of storytelling here, which is like you know his fatal flaw is. The robot learns. Yeah. The robot, you know, is the robot learns from its opponents and goes, oh, he's got a thing that controls me. Screw him. Yeah. Well, yeah. We better do something about that. Thank you, Ryan. Ryan points out the uh, English motherfucker, do you speak it, on Frozone. It was in the Red Letter Media episode three review. Ah. ah that's where I saw it. Not that those Thank things you. exist. We do not acknowledge those things. No, no certainly not. What? Why? Why would we acknowledge people, people, Someone complained that we they don't like that we reference Red Letter Media. I don't, I don't exactly understand I just why. So, I saw someone said you have to explain what Plinket Test means yeah. because yeah, I don't, yeah, know, yeah. What, I don't know what it means either. That's in the glossary now. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to look it yeah. up because I don't know what it means. Go read it on the internet. Sweet. <laughs> so this is, this is where it's like – I was like – at this point, I'm totally on board. It's like wherever this movie's going now, yeah. this is so insane. I'm with it. Yeah, whatever <laughs> you down. do, it's I'm yeah, totally fine. down. I think has I think, Elastigirl demonstrated super strength before? Yeah, she clearly has it. She's clearly unbreakable. She's clearly unsnappable. Yeah, yeah. If she can, if she can hold up a Winnebago, yeah. I just think the plan of like we're going to come in from ten thousand feet in a Winnebago. I yeah. think that's going to work and drop onto the freeway and land on the freeway. It's like, well, that was that was that was good. And the, the argument they have about which exit to take. Is well, yeah, it's perfect. like they're still I mean, that's, you know yeah. that's a beautiful thing. You no, know, there's a great moment like this in 2012 too. <laughs> Yeah. No, there's yeah. not. And yet somehow it's more there- cartoony in 2012 than yeah. it is here. <laughs> Go figure out that could be possible. That's a that's a well-built Winnebago. They oh, used yeah. to build them so much more solidly in the 60s and 70s. Now it's just a cardboard box on wheels. Yeah. Seriously, you can it's like it's like, it's like the lunar capsule. You can punch through the side of one of those. You got to <laughs> yeah, be real exactly. careful by the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. You can literally <laughs> you can literally uh, you know, just pee right through the wall. <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> if the side gets soggy, it's all over. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's just gonna go on through. <laughs> the kids are having a blast. Yeah, now. they didn't even have seatbelts on. They should be dead. They're not unsnappable. Yeah, they're like they're like we've done we did that before. We did the plane, and now we did this one. Ugh. We should uh, we should drop a train next time <laughs> out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what could what could possibly go wrong? We're superheroes. Yeah. We're the Incredibles. Imagine if this was a live action movie. Okay. Okay. Done. All the same action. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Done. <laughs> now what? Do you think it works? Do you um, think it being a cartoon gives you enough sort of a heightened sense of, oh, just fun adventureness? 
because it seems like there's a there's a lot here that you really kind of couldn't do unless it was a very like a blockbuster. CG well, I movie. think I think again that's why Brad Bird does what he does. He's like I like animation because there are things that I can get away with yeah. <laughs> that I can't I wouldn't get to like do. An Iron in my Giant. I think Elastigirl in a we'll in see. a real world. No matter how beautifully the effects were done, would seem really kind of weird and disturbing, and probably not convincing. Yeah, they're probably you, you'd probably lose the sexiness from it. Yeah, you, know? you kind of go, that's kind of just gross. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I know. In Fantastic yeah, Four, exactly. I'm not attracted to Young Gruffin at all. No, 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 certainly not. And I'm sure that's exactly because of the elastiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Case in point. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, again, they're putting these. One of the things that makes this movie work. Uh, you know, if if we haven't been, uh, you know, since we haven't mentioned any of that no. so far, um, no. But <laughs> yeah, talk the, about the the good things. About the yeah, movie. yeah. We should, we should stop picking so, on. We've it. been so hard on it, but um, <laughs> like we were saying before, they had they had henchmen shooting machine guns at these kids. There is a sense of real stakes and real danger for the characters. You know, the 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 kids were just about to get crushed by that thing, and you. Watching this movie, you totally believe you're like that could happen. This they're movie totally would let fucked. this movie would let that happen. You know, yeah. in the chat room, they're joking about uh, Elastigirl giving birth to the kids, and it's like, dilated to two feet. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was probably the easiest birth in uh, yeah. in history. Like wink, boop, done. Yeah. How 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 are we doing? Are are you guys ready? You guys <laughs> yeah, ready? All like, right. Three, two, one. Okay. Bam. Just get a forklift. Beep beep beep. There he is. Just, just be ready to catch it. Got your glove on? <laughs> yeah, not a, that glove. Pow. <laughs> that's okay. I'll put it in the bassinet myself. Nring. Ew. Oh God. <laughs> Trey. Oh yeah. I went too far. No, it's just the imagery. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was a radio piece. It works much better in your head. Uh huh. If I'd like drawn a picture, you would have went. You would have said, "What's that?" It's like a. <laughs> Fuck. I love that. That's beautiful. Just <gasps> Trey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's me. How always, could you? always one step beyond. Yeah, that's right. This is a great little move she does here. I love yeah. this. Movie. She, actually, shot? she yeah. actually Robin Hood's the the manhole cover. You just get a you just get a great sense of you know by seeing them back in action. You get a sense of what they were like in action, mm. which you, you barely got a sense of whatever you know what she was like as Elastigirl. But you can see, like, yeah, she was pretty badass. Yeah, as Elastigirl. she's smart. There you go. There, there's the current events. Yeah, <laughs> topical. <laughs> too soon, Incredibles. Too soon. Like that, you all. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> it's so sick that they have a tsunami reference yeah. in this movie when people are dying. Actually, there's been two tsunamis since this movie was made. I, the, uh, more good animation with it. The, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So not since Ed two oh nine have we seen like a robot go. Hey, wait, whoa, whoa, my foot. Slipped. Yeah, no. I was gonna yeah, say the ATSTs, but you're right. Ed two oh nine was more it, recent. It's, it's yeah. great character animation. The fact that you know we're talking about eyes and how eyes are the key to to emotion, seeing what somebody's thinking and to the soul. It, these these robots. Have no eyes, right? But we still, they still have just in the way they move, we're able to see them think. They still have a POV. Yeah. For, a, you, know, you can tell what their, <laughs> what their eye is. I love that is. she she made it fly. It's, whoa! What? <laughs> what the what hell? is? <laughs> like, well, could you just make it just fly into space or something? Yeah, five people in that office building died. Let's not. Joke. Yeah, exactly. It was. Uh, there's still high stakes going on here. Oh yeah, there we go. There's the one little. 
There, there's the one little bit where the it's one like, little, like okay, okay, well, just just to make sure you get what yeah, we're doing here. This one, which to be fair, if the if he'd just done it, I'd have been like, oh, okay, that that works. But I probably wouldn't have necessarily made the connection, not the first yeah. time through, at least. It's well, a good, I, it, I wouldn't have made it up until it actually happened. Like in this oh, part, sure. I'd be like, yeah. oh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know but, what he's doing, but yeah, it's the kind but of thing you agonize over. Oh, I remember. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's the kind of thing you agonize over when you're making a film. Like, do I need that? Do I not yeah. need that? You know. So. And then when you're in in editing and in post, you go, should we keep it? Should we cut it? Do yeah. we need it? Yeah. And then you do like endless screenings, and then you realize that nothing is working, and you have to change everything anyway. My sister, mother, my sister, my daughter. I think I think the it, it destroying the wall of ice. Those are some. That's you know, That's work. great work. Okay. And pow. And zing. Oh, he poked his own brain out. Yeah. You think you think he would have adjusted that part of it? <laughs> it's a true. work in progress. That's true. He didn't. Well, next no, time he thought it was. Re- oh, this is great too. This wave. That's a beautiful piece of wave. Yeah. That, that looks kind of elementy to me. I would say because their earlier water was not as successful as that water, but there was less of it there. No, there's, you look at the interactive edges of it. That was like that was good. It was pretty. Was I like really watching good. this without the sound because it looked like Frozone just pointed and laughed at them. Yeah, like ha, <laughs> you think you're so awesome. And here's the here's the little uh, homage. That's, yeah. that's Frank and Ollie. They're the old school Disney animators. That uh, that uh, I think I think they've both passed on since then. But they're the line about you know no school like the old school is the actual. Two of the surviving grand old men of Disney animation, who, of course, Brad Bird and all these guys are. Again, know, I suggest idol- everyone watch idolized. Waking Sleeping Beauty. Yes. God, that movie rolls. <laughs> I cried like a bitch. <laughs> Did you look like a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite line. I think that was Ewing in the chat room for the Pulp Fiction commentary. He'd be like, it would be amazing if Marcellus yeah. Wallace looked, <laughs> looked like, like a, a bitch. bitch. <laughs> oh. He actually looks like a bitch. Correct Does answer. he look like a bitch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you have met him then. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know who we are talking about. So you two are previously acquainted. <laughs> <laughs> well, allow me to re-retort. Now, of course, it'd be a beautiful thing. It's like, oh, well, we think the movie's over, and then it kind of like kind of keeps going, and you're like, wait a minute, yeah. what's going on exactly? Which is, I don't know, they, they don't really do that that, well, I guess they yeah, I think they do. Resolution. They, they, yeah, they do do that in in a lot of the James Bond movies and stuff. Especially well, yeah, there's like, always the there's always the yeah. it's usually the henchman who comes back, right? But in this case, they yeah they they just had the bad guy come back because we kind of forgot about him. Like, yeah. oh, that's right, they didn't actually capture him or kill him. Yeah, he, he was. But they were like, well, they're referencing him. They're like, well, he got away, but you know, there's no way. He, there's nothing he can do. He can't, yeah. you know, he can't do anything. So, see what the mask is doing for their eyebrows. Like it kind of it gives it gives Creating it more contrast. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what they. I guess that's yeah. what it's referring to. Moving with the eyebrows, yeah, as if they were the eyebrows. Handheld camera, yeah, faux handheld, handheld cameras, brilliant. Now here's an interesting thing. I, now this is maybe a detail I missed, but it was established early on that he didn't know. Well, I guess he didn't know where Elastigirl lived because he didn't know that he'd married her. But he knows where Mister Incredible lives, so this yeah. is how he knows where the house is. Yeah, that's that's how he figured it out. Once he realized <clears throat> they were together, yeah, it's like oh. I'll wait for them at home. They've got a baby. This You've is awesome. Been... Oh, man. Now I have a hostage. <laughs> yeah. A new sidekick. Yeah. And, of course, this was this was just kind of quietly set up. It almost feels like a deus ex machina, but you're like, nope. <laughs> yeah, that's, no. I, 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 
I'll, I'll allow this. Yeah. Because <laughs> something was clearly going horribly wrong at home with the yeah, exactly. So. And, and the fact that, you know, everyone is puzzled that Jack-Jack doesn't have any powers. Yeah. And, and it's just that he hasn't manifested them ah! yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's like when the dog put on the mask. Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. It does, it's, very, it's very old school, you know, feels like it's an homage to some ancient cartoon. Yeah. Some, like, hideous demon baby. Oh, it, feel, it looks kind of uh, like the Tasmanian devil a bit. It has, a, has yeah, that kind of look to it. A little bit of Taz. Yeah, that's true. Or the I, I don't yeah. know about the Looney Tunes Gremlins. They they had like planes for heads and stuff, and so. But so now we have, we have the completion of the, uh, or I guess a final like just moment on the uh, um, the teamwork aspect, where yeah. pre- earlier in this oh, here we go there it is yeah here, here we go the, the payoff of the K thing yeah the only one who get, doesn't get to participate in this scene is uh, Dash they had nothing yeah. for Dash to do yeah but uh, but, the, but, right, now, but by the way they we're, we're looking for the uh, element atom bomb oh. yeah that's but, right it's by the way come. they just killed Syndrome yes yeah. let's he be died. clear about that he died in this movie this kids movie there we go no I think that's a CG thing yeah it's yeah. really good though the I smoke agree. is really good um. But, it's almost like a water uh, tank. But previously, it's always been the conflict between him and, and Elastigirl. Like, let Elastigirl's like, let me help you. And he goes, no. Right. <laughs> and there's always this hesitation. But there, just in that in that moment, very quick and un, it just goes by. Yeah. He's like, throw me. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's how you And there's We're no hesitation anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it's, the, like, well, it's like, throw me. What? Throw me. Okay. Again, that's all the, in his yeah. head. That's right. It's but, all his but there's uh, And also, you know, again, to kind of tie up the loose ends, you know, there was his, his bit where... His, he was making a lot of money doing this thing, and he was giving everyone gifts and stuff. But he wasn't really involved with the family. So, yeah. so you know, symbolically, it is significant that he threw the car at, <laughs> yeah, at yeah, right. Syndrome to be like, "All right, this is not what's important. Yeah. My family, this I have to get a, my." It's just a thing, uh, and, and, and the whole house is destroyed. And they're like, "Well, yeah. but we, you know, we're okay." But we've got each other. When yeah. Pixar tries to make I a handsome teenage boy, buying those books. <laughs> when Pixar tries to make a handsome teenage boy, he's kind of terrifying. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. honestly though, yeah. th- this is exactly the kind of kid who like not not the jockey kid but the kind of kid that the not cheerleader girls were like ooh he's dreamy yeah, he's and I, I have a chance with him so he's yeah, the one I'm, he's I'm intellectual. gonna think of as dreamy he's deep but I also like the he fact that to Tom Waits yeah even even though <laughs> even though Violet is you know she's she's stopping emo and stuff like that you know she's she's kind of pretty but she's still kind of got little bags under her eyes and stuff like that like there's imperfections yeah. to these characters I like that they did that <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to adjust exactly how how super he gets yeah. to be is is very funny. I like I like that it's their their like, but it's, but it's a family thing. They're yeah. all in it together now. Well, well, the, well, the, and the thing is, he's he's uh, you know. His the challenge for him isn't winning. The challenge for him is seeing how plausibly he can just lose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, here, that's here, more interesting. Here, by him. the way, they they finally figured out how to get John Ratzenberger into the movie. Uh-huh. He's he's the underminer at the very end. I liked how in it. In the shot of him after the finish line, in the background, you see all the other kids who are just wiped. And he's like, I struck the right balance. And the yeah. other kids are like, oh, I'm going to die. Second place, guys. <laughs> Second place. So here's it. And there's a, a, one more one-er. One more little yeah. one-shot there. And everyone. And then a beautifully designed credit sequence. Okay. Incredibles, perfect movie? Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Time certainly. This movie fucking holds up, and not only does it hold up, <laughs> all these we, years we later, we didn't yeah. have no, but it's just it's. I 
Well, in, in a way that you know, Toy Story doesn't quite, and so on. But yeah, uh, yes. you know, the original. This I mean, movie, as a movie, but in terms of technology and so on. This so you movie see some... is still a blast to watch, even without sound, without subtitles, and with a TV monitor that is, for some reason, literally <laughs> losing its shit, going black every, every 10 three seconds. or four seconds. The monitor turns off and comes back on in weird colors. The entire movie, and we didn't acknowledge it, but I was having a it. panic attack the entire yeah. time. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and I, yeah. And I, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, Giacchino. Woo. Anyway, so you can literally like miss. A third of this, the visuals of this movie is still being great. <laughs> this movie is great even with epilepsy. It still yeah. works. Uh, it's amazing. I love it. It's it's uh, among the best Pixar stuff, clearly. Good work, film it, editor Stephen Schaeffer. Yeah. Schaeffer, however. No kidding. It's, it's, uh, this is a good, well-edited picture. It's, yeah. it's, it's not my favorite, but it's it may honestly be the best on paper. Uh, but for some reason, boo, man. It just it kills me. And, you know, whatever. Awesome. Brian? Yeah, I, absolutely perfect. I I think I have to go ahead and say that it's Pixar's strongest work uh, ahead. Um, yeah, strongest work just from a storytelling stand, uh, point of view, from a visual storytelling point of view of of uh, show, showing us a story visually. Um, from a thematic and like deep movie, like there's real like societal commentary and debate going on we didn't we barely even scratched the surface of what's actually going on in there but uh on multiple themes on multiple fronts in terms of like socialism versus libertarianism and individual responsibility versus social responsibility and excellence versus you know just a a lot of family versus career yeah family versus career self-interest versus uh um self-preservation self-preservation just a lot of stuff going on uh and all at the same time as you know, uh, as telling a story, as yeah, telling I mean, a story of characters it, that you care awesome. about, superhero story, and yeah, characters yeah. that are behaving in a consistent manner. That you know, every time they get into a situation or they do something, you go, "Okay, I'm totally on board with what you're doing there." Uh, there's really no contrivance to serve you know any kind of thematic discussion, or and there's no real contrivance to get the story going. Uh, so. Just a good movie. Just all around. Yeah. Strong, strong. Jack, work. Jack Parr. That's funny. Dorkman, did we change your mind? What do you mean? It's all right, right? Oh, yeah, you know, I guess, I guess. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Actually, now that I've watched it, it's not so great. I'd have to, no, I'd have to go with, I, I, I would also agree that as a, as a complete package, Incredibles is probably Pixar's strongest work. It's not, you know, Monsters, Inc. is still my favorite. It's still the one that affects me emotionally the most, um, but... Um, just because I like babies, but um, <laughs> and, that don't turn into stone and demons. Yeah, exactly. But um, you know, it's 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 great work. There's really so you know, it's this this was I hadn't seen Iron Giant, so this was my uh, before this I have now, but um, you know, so this was the first time I became aware of Brad Bird, and I was like, Holy what shit. the fuck is yeah. this? Where, where has he been all my life? Um, Warner Brothers until then. Yeah, and he's you know he also um, he also. Changed Pixar, you know. They talk about it in the behind the scenes. He changed Pixar a bit, um, in in a good way. You know, he he came into a place that was already very um, open and collaborative, and made it even more so by you know he he was kind of the outsider and stuff like that. So people were like, well, I don't know. And he's like, all right, who isn't all who isn't completely happy with with <laughs> you know this movie, and wouldn't feel like you could normally speak up? I want to hear from you. And they were like. Oh well, we uh, it'd be really cool if we could do this and this, and he's like, "That is cool. Let's do that." So like <laughs> he, you know, he he opened up Pixar even more in the way they collaborate, and and you know, you 
that it's it's affected their work since then in a in a positive way. Not that it was bad before, but you know you can still feel his uh, influence in the way they do things now. Trey the Amazing Stokes. It feels like it feels like since the Incredibles, Incredibles was just a huge taking a big risk it yeah. seemed like you know like wow this is really different than what we've done so far you know this is really different in so many ways and uh, and i don't know what's uh, sure we all, matt seems to have his uh, finger on the imdb in there i wonder um you know what's the least successful pixar movie um, i'm sure it's a bug's life i think uh, i was i would think it's actually was probably more wally but uh it's. I don't know. You know and the, and Wally's the, another pretty ballsy one. Exactly. <laughs> I think it might have been too much. So I think, as I recall, Wally didn't do all at, as well as other movies. But um, I think this one did okay. I think this one did okay. But I don't think it was quite Toy Story numbers. But uh, you know, I'm just vamping until someone in the chat room pops up. But uh, <laughs> but it's you know it's as as great and brilliant as Pixar is. It's also great to see them take creative risks. Like, yeah. well, maybe we'll make a movie that'll only make. Two hundred million. Well, that's what. You know. That's what makes them great and brilliant is yeah. the fact that they're like, "What? Oh, sure, fuck it, let's yeah. do that. Let's just go take a lead off the bag." The, you know, the Brad Brad Bird. Um, supposedly, the story goes that uh, Brad Bird had this movie in his mind forever. He was going to do it as an animated movie, traditionally animated movie, because that's how long he's had the idea in his mind. And then when he came to Pixar, they said, uh, "Well, what? You know, the story goes." They said, "Well, what 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 movie do you most want to do? What are you most burning to do?" And he goes, "I got this one called The Incredibles that I want to do." And so it was, it was his dream personal project. And clearly, it has a sensibility and a point of view that uh, that you haven't seen in a Pixar movie before then. Um, and and also he did. Um, I don't think he originated Ratatouille, but he became he was the ultimate director of Ratatouille, which I think is my second favorite Pixar movie. Here we go. Uh, least successful to- uh, Pixar movie is A Bug's Life. Most is Toy Story Three. In fact, going from the top well, to the bottom. Well, it sounds like unadjusted dollars, but okay. Yeah, this yeah. is uh, and hmm. Toy Story Three was 3D. And yeah. yeah. Well, let me see. I don't know. It's Box Office Mojo. It doesn't say if it's adjusted or not. Yeah. Uh, but it it can adjust them. Um, well, it is just the top 100. I don't know if it'll adjust any number for you. In any but. case, on this list, uh, the best to worst is Toy Story Three, then Nemo, then Up, then this. Then Monsters, Inc., Toy Story 2, Cars, Wally, Ratatouille, Toy Story, A Bug's Life. Hmm. That means it's unadjusted. Yeah. Toy <laughs> yeah, Toy Story and Bug's Life, the first two movies, are, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so there you go. So that, that skews it a little bit. Did but we get the production babies yet? I like the production babies. I think they're, I think they're coming up. Yeah, they're I love that Pixar, right at the end. in case you hadn't noticed, in all of Pixar's movies that I know of, there's a... There you go, there production babies. Production all the babies. babies that were born to artists during the production of the movie. A lot of, yeah. What a nice be, little thing. Just to shows do. you how many people work. Yeah, Zoe, Zazzy. So there's all so so thanks to Ollie and Frank. Frank to and be Ollie. fair, a lot of uh, a, a lot of movies, especially movies that take a long time, like an animated movie, do do production that. babies. Yeah, they do production it's just so babies. Cute. Uh, the Lord production of the Rings, babies. the Lord of the Rings movies had production babies too, and there were like a million of them, Nemo. and they were all short. <laughs> anyway, there were there were production babies, you know, for Nemo's, for Nemo's Lord of the Rings huge. in the credits who were like, yeah, he's in fifth grade now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> production high production babies, and then production high school graduates. Yeah, really, exactly. production yeah. college students, production PhDs. Weirdly enough, there was a guy who um, he's in the credits of the movie. I'm not going to name him, but uh, he's one of the animators in this movie. He worked at Tibbet Studio when I worked at Tibbet Studio, and he was a brilliant. Brilliant animator. He was one of those animators. You go, okay, he's gonna be, he's gonna be like whatever he wants to do in animation. He's gonna be able to do it. He's a great, great animator. Um, who after, right around the time I left uh, Tippett, he went to uh, he went to Pixar, which is like every animator's dream come true is right. to be able to make that cut and become an animator at Pixar. And he animated on this movie, and he animated I think maybe one other movie. Um, and then I I ran into him several years ago. He was back down here, and I was like, oh, so you're not at Pixar anymore? And he goes, I hated that place. Wow. And oh. I was like. What? 
<laughs> I was like, who goes to Pixar and doesn't stay for the rest of their life? But Pixar is the Willy Wonka <laughs> yeah. of the movie industry. He, he didn't. I, he didn't like it there. He didn't enjoy. He didn't. Whatever reason, you know, it's not that they're evil, awful people, but whatever it was, he he did not enjoy himself there. And I was like, wow. If, if, I, if the, I'm just not into <laughs> chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> if there was if there was any human being who I thought when you get to Pixar, that is where you're going to be until the day you die. Mm. It was him, and he he. Stuck it Did out for like why? A, no, it's, oh. weird, you know. But it wasn't again. It wasn't because you know they actually they eat babies and they make you worship Satan they eat over the production them. babies. <laughs> yeah, it's like it just uh, didn't work for it him. Just, that, it just that, didn't work for him. That you know? culture, yeah, mm. whatever uh, works. And I was like, I was shocked that uh, regardless of Bugs Life is the lowest and in adjusted dollars it would have made two hundred twenty-five million, two hundred twenty-six million. Bugs <laughs> Life is probably. Yeah, my least favorite. So no. I like Bugs Life. I it's underrated. It. I haven't oh, seen yeah. it. It's I the one I haven't seen. Although, Although yeah, I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, I should, I should rewatch it. Well, I, because I, I'm so disinterested. Yeah. In yeah. that I haven't yeah. seen it in a long time. Yeah, but, it's yeah. it, it's it's a good movie though. Uh, anyway, this has so been down in front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. You can find us on twitter.com slash downinfront, Facebook downinfront show. Email us at downinfrontshow@gmail.com. Uh, you go to the store and buy shirts from us. You can buy this movie from us. And if you go to the forum and involve yourself in the conversation, we have announcement stickers we can every single week. <laughs> we do a live show at downinfront.net. Live, and you can find the announcement at the Throw forum. Throw me! Throw me! Thank you very much to Matt Beta for the show notes and chapter breaks on iTunes. Holden Hill for designing and maintaining the website. My name is T. Christie. Brian Pinnitur. Nice cut. And Syndrome. And thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. We got to fix this TV like right now. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. the hell is it? The TV? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the whole TV. It's, it looks like a loose connection. Yeah. Like that girl I knew in high school. Yeah. How is that a today? Friendsinyourhead.com.